Welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about The Traitors Season 2, Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Sarah, yeah. are you ready for murder? <laughs> yes, I am excited for some murder. <laughs> this show just hits me so good. <laughs> I love the show. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that right now. I have to say, the host Alan Cumming and his over dramatic way he talks about everything is my absolute favorite part of this show. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It they absolutely crush the theme, and the host is mm -hmm. like perfect. Like he, like he's over dramatic, but also like it's intended to be silly. Yeah. It's like I love it when they're doing the a challenge and he is perched on like a chair or fancy yeah. throne, like in yeah. the middle of a field, <laughs> just like commentating. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't great. even think of anybody that could be a better host of the show than him. Like, oh yeah, it's fantastic. So good. I mean, there, are, yeah, there are, are UK and Australian versions of the show that I have not watched yet, but I'm just gonna say that Alan's the best host, <laughs> <laughs> sight unseen on the other guys. Yeah, it seems like a, an easy call. <laughs> I needed this. I needed this. <laughs> I needed to talk about it. <laughs> I think this is my second favorite TV show after Survivor now. That's Ooh. how good I think this new reality competition show is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Excited to get into it. It helps that they bring, they like have returning players from other things. Mm. Um, that really helps it. I don't think they need it. I mean, I think it helped them like get the the game make the game popular but now that i think uh -huh. it's like fairly well established i think they could definitely just do new people as long as they cast you saw the cast well but you know yeah yeah i don't know anybody from this cast except i think there's a survivor or two that i have seen but they were not recognizable to me when they were you know clean and dressed up so it was uh, okay it, it didn't necessarily help me any that i'd seen them before so so you might have to help me along the way as to who is who and why they are important or whatever yeah i don't know everybody but i looked up everybody so i will try my best to explain to you who everybody is okay and my guess is my guess is you might have watched one of the survivors but they're not the person you remember from their season the most and i'll, but I'll explain mm, that and okay. We'll get to it. okay okay we just finished watching singles inferno three yep mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're coming out of that i needed a, a palate cleanser palate cleanser after, yeah. after that yeah <laughs> Um, but we got comments from many people on our coverage of the finale. Um, yeah, you know, some people were very happy to hear our opinion of the show. <laughs> some people <laughs> did not like our opinion of the show. I think we got a record for most dislikes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got, I think this is like the first time we got like negative comments. And like, I don't know, I kind of feel good about it. That means we grew outside of our immediate sphere, right? Like it, it, it. It feels like we got big enough that somebody didn't like us. So there we go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that logic doesn't make any sense. What I like about it is that like we were so down on that on the show that mm -hmm. like that's a show that we want to stick around and succeed. Apparently it was it, like yeah. people were enjoying it even though we did it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. The the people that really won, the some 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 people commented about how much they liked how we talked about the show, but also they really enjoyed the show too. So they really won. They got, yeah, the, they yeah. enjoyed the podcast <laughs> and the TV show. Um, but yeah, the, the, the positive comments were definitely greater in magnitude than the negative. Oh yeah. Comments, yeah. But, definitely. 
but we set our personal record on the negative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go. All right. Let's get to traders, though. All right. So, traders, for people that don't know, it's on on Peacock in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Their blurb on the show is, in the ultimate game of deception, contestants work together on thrilling missions in the Scottish Highlands to win a prize of up to $250,000. Not not really the best description of the show, but... (laughs) But yeah, uh, we kind of explained this before. I've talked about the show a few times before we talked about it, but it's mm-hmm. basically like a mafia style game where there's 20, I think it's weirdly 20... like 21 One? to start. Yeah. 21 to start this show. And two of them are basically going to get randomly selected to be traitors that each night they're going to like decide one person to murder <laughs> and then they're out of the game. Yeah, a lot of shows will say eliminate or whatever. This no, one's like, no, it no, is a murder. murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely murder. And then um, during the day, everybody living in the castle has to vote to like banish somebody. So the, the traders are trying to eliminate everybody, basically, as many mm-hmm. non-traders as possible. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk strategy as we go. But yeah, the, in general, the traders are trying to kill the non-traders and not get banished. Which are called banished. the faithful. The faithful, yeah. And then the faithful are trying to banish the traitors so that they stop getting killed at night. That's the essential, the essence of the game. It's simple, but it it mm-hmm. there's so many ways to think about it. I, I actually the, what what I really like about this game is like I don't think there's one strategy that's necessarily the best. It's just mm-hmm. like it really depends on the players you're playing with. And like mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. my thoughts on the strategy with what I've seen as the meta of the TV show for two seasons. Okay. But if everybody on the season thought the same way I did, then it would no longer be effective. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those things where you can like double, triple, quadruple bluff people into thinking. <laughs> it depends. It just depends on who you're playing with and whether they're gonna they're gonna fall for the double bluff or do you need a triple bluff to <laughs> to really to really <laughs> pull them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe this. I believe the season's gonna be twelve episodes, uh, about one hour each. 21 contestants. I, I think there's one being added later. Okay. But yeah, very and then, exciting show. I was not exactly clear on how it ends. Is it just if they manage to vote out all the traitors, then it's over and the faithful win? And if the traitors get rid of enough faithful, then it ends and they win? Is that pretty much it? Um. So the way it ended in season one, which is, mm-hmm. I assume this is the normal format, is that it gets to the point, like, uh, uh, the show is not going to let, like, all the traitors to get eliminated without, you know, making somebody else a traitor. You know, like, some mm. traitors are going to make it to the end of the game. But then when it gets to, like, final five or six, basically, they'll have an opportunity to, like, unanimous, unanimously vote to, like, end the game. Oh, okay. But if one person chooses not to end the game, then they have to banish another person. I see. And then, like, the final banishment ceremony is just, like, a series of banishments until you get to the final two, because then you can't banish anybody anymore. Mm. So you can, if you think you have gotten rid of all the traitors, you can just agree. So if you get down to the final two, and it's a traitor and a faithful... The traitor wins. The the traitor wins, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk more strategy later. Let's just... Let's let's meet our contestants here. Um, Sure. Yeah, so let's go through the contestants. I'm excited to you. I, it's, it's exciting that you know none of these people. 
Yeah, I wrote down, this is a bunch of reality stars and one random old British politician. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, Yeah, pretty much. Well, actually, one person might not even be a reality star. but Oh, yeah, there is a boxer in here. Oh, yeah, the, there's boxer. There's also Michael Jordan's son. I don't know if you picked up on that, but... <laughs> oh, I did pick up on that. But at the beginning, when they're all coming in in cars... And, you know, the things are like from Survivor or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. or Housewives of who what now. Um, I was like, okay, why is this random politician here? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's go through them all. Yeah, I have a hard time keeping track of some of them. There are definitely like three to four blonde women who are interchangeable to me and I've not been able to keep track of. Okay, I'll help you out. Okay. It's hard for me too. All right, let's go through the. I mean, I have them in alphabetical order, except uh, the last four are going to be like some of the main people, so we'll... Okay. Save okay. them for last. Okay. First, we have Bergy. Bergalicious. Bergalicious. That's what that's what Phaedra called her. Oh, in, that's right. And the one, but his nickname is Bergy. I believe his last name is like Bergerson or something, which is why he goes okay, by Bergy. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's from I, I I don't know most of these people, most of these people. He's from Love Island, USA, season five. And he okay. in the wiki it says he was a fan favorite of the show and. Uh, fan favorite of the show for his nice guy ways. So there you okay. go. That's all you need to know about Bergie. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. I was. Uh, I've never seen Love Island, but when I saw he was from it, I was confused. He, he d did not strike me as <laughs> as a. He was a fan favorite. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I know nothing about that show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was confused. So like, what, what the show is doing is like they're trying to get a bunch of like audiences from different shows to come watch the show yeah yeah so i agree it's weird to bring in love island people onto the show now i i have like a little bit of a sense that bergy is at least like a fan of maybe survivor or big brother or something mm -hmm. so i think he like people i feel like he wanted to be on the show i don't, I don't know that's just mm, like, a okay. vibe i'm getting um i also i've watched i watched like love island one and maybe the show has evolved since season one but i did not get the sense that it was like a show that you could win but apparently there are uh -huh. winner, winners on Love Island, which I'm not, <laughs> okay, okay. Unfortunately, I'm not so deep in the reality TV that I I know how the, what that means. But I think I read that Bergie did not technically win, but he did leave the show with a relationship. So he's basically basically just well well liked. Okay, that's weird that that does Island not fans. qualify as a win on a uh, <laughs> I don't know dating show, but okay. <laughs> Maybe they got together after. I'm not sure. I don't even mm. I don't even know the context of what winning is. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's somebody I can tell you about. CT. Uh huh. He was on many seasons of the challenge. The challenge is a reality TV show that brings back the same people over and over and over again if they are are popular on the show. Basically, mm -hmm. is it just a series of like physical challenges, or is there a social aspect? There is a social aspect that can always you can always get by if you just win the challenges, though. So okay. It's like, yeah, you basically like vote people into elimination and then they do like a head to head and then like one person gets eliminated. But if your social game is terrible, you can just keep winning every elimination you get put into and like you can get all the way to the end. Mm. The finals is just one big challenge. Like there's no social aspect to the end of the game. Oh, okay. So, the, yeah. so he's, you know, he's probably been on like 20 seasons of the challenge and he's won like six times, like something like that, you know, oh, it's dang. like, like it. That's how big of a deal he is in the challenge space. Um, his quote on the wiki is, uh, 
he cultivated a bad boy persona, but he's aged into a more mellow place in his life. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good. Okay. All I right. I am only a like challenge watcher in the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. So I and CT has been on. I watched CT win a season of the challenge, but I yeah I'm not familiar with like the history that he's gonna have with Trishel from like way back in the day. Like I have no oh, idea. Okay. What, I have no idea what the hell that's about. Um, but apparently he has could have beef with Trishel, but it hasn't really come up. Yeah, as they first have people come into this show, they they seem to highlight some pre-existing beefs, which I didn't know anything about. But I don't know if they they didn't seem like they really came up in the three episodes we watched. But at the beginning, they were like, "Ooh, watch out for these two. Yeah, there's a couple of relationships that are highlighted as if like there's going to be something later, maybe. But mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to the first three episodes. All right, next is Dan Geesling. Um, he's a Big Brother winner. Uh-huh. I think Phaedra's going to misspeak and say he's a two-time winner. I think he may have like gotten second place in the second season. Ah, uh, okay. I've watched more Big Brother than The Challenge, but I have not. I think I started watching Big Brother like right after Dan Geesling's seasons. Mm, okay. But based on podcasts I listen to, I believe like he might be on like the Mount Rushmore of Big Brother players. Like that's how big, oh. a, big a deal he is in the Big Brother Jeez. space. Um, but I haven't actually seen him play, so I'm not familiar with his like personality, which is going to come up on this. Yeah. Also, Dan is going to be one of our traders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, Deontay Wilder. <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> that he's on this TV show. This this is one of the wild cards. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Uh, okay. Wilder is a professional boxer who held the WBC heavyweight title from 2015 to 2020. That's, he held that shit for a while. Uh, he won a bronze medal in the heavyweight division at the uh, 2008 Olympics and earned the nickname the Bronze Bomber. He's got oh. an amazing knockout to win percentage. So basically he's like known for like... Winning by knocking people out. Yeah. But he's like... A, but. He's also like a heavyweight boxer, which means there's like no weight limit. So like I I I don't follow boxing, but I watched Wilder versus Fury like in in like 2020 when they had their like they faced each other like three times in a row or something. I, but yeah, he but he was boxing against a guy that was bigger than him. You know, it's like, oh okay, like it's not it's not like when you have like whatever weight class boxers where they're all like within like five ten pounds mm. of each other you know it's like he's okay he's so he's a big deal he's a big guy and he held basically like the world championship in boxing one of the world championships in boxing for five years which so he was he's pretty 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 famous which is going to be important for one of the challenges <laughs> later mm-hmm. Dante's going to be yeah if if also when i bring up these people if you want to like talk about anything they did that's fine too we don't have to save it <laughs> Because you know? mm-hmm. the going to get very he cries uh, a yeah. lot. I wasn't expecting that, but I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm fascinated by Deontay on the show because <laughs> I didn't expect to see him on the show, and now that he's here, he's like, he's really getting emotionally invested <laughs> in what's going on. It's actually kind of yeah, wild. like whenever they vote off a person who isn't a traitor, he is the saddest boy. Like yeah. it, it hits him really hard. The rest of these people, I guess, are used to voting people off and betraying them or whatever but he is he is he's he's just used to punching people he's not yeah the, the betrayal aspect is yeah. not a part of his daily life i guess and there's also seems to be some sort of like personal history where like he feels feels like in the past like he got 
accused of things that he wasn't mm. like guilty for. Yeah, and yeah. took the false. Like everybody's <laughs> like ganging up yeah. on somebody and not listening to them. That really he connects with that. Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing to watch this world heavyweight championship boxer have these emotions on this show. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Then we have Ekin Sue, who was the winner of Love Island UK season eight. I don't know what that means, but another Love Island person. Okay. Okay. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. All um, right. Janelle on the wiki said practically reality competition TV royalty. Janelle oh. was a competitor on four seasons of Big Brother, one season of The Amazing Race, and co-winner of the US USA's Network's Snake in the Grass, Sarah, which we talked about. Oh, yeah, we did. Not her yeah. episode, but... I believe it says co-winner. I believe she was on one of, I think they figured out who the snake was on her. I didn't watch Ah, it, but. Okay. Yeah. She is one of the blonde women I get confused between. Oh, really? Okay. I don't, I don't get confused between her because she's, I guess I've seen her before, but um, (laughs) she might also be on the Mount Rushmore Big Brother players. She's also a name that I hear a lot on Big Brother podcasts. And when they talk about like, whenever they reference like historical stuff, she comes up a lot. I think she's known for Mm -hmm. her competition performances like she might have held or still holds like the most competition wins in a season or something like that all right and she did play with dan on a season i think that's important to note i didn't watch that season but they did play together unclear if it was his winning season or not i yeah i don't know i want to maybe maybe he got second that season from what i was looking at i don't quote me on any of this because i didn't watch it but (laughs) um dan tells us that he voted out chanel janelle Ah, okay. that season i don't know if big brother you know a lot of sometimes there's just like crowd mentality everybody jumps on and i don't know if he was like the person pushing to get janelle yeah yeah Yeah. uh but so far it doesn't seem like there's any any issues between janelle and dan if anything i feel like they must be on good terms and we can get into why that is um okay okay since dan is going to be one of the traders okay then we have john burkow you can tell me about john burkow um This is the random old British (laughs) politician guy who does not look like he belongs. (laughs) This is what the wiki said about him. Uh, It said, if you watched any UK news until 2019, there's a good chance you caught former UK Parliament Speaker of the House of Commons, John Burkow, bellowing order at his peers (laughs) who wouldn't get get quiet on the floor. Now retired, he brings with him a reputation for bullying that might not do so well in the traitor mansion. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. But, like, is whenever anybody's, like, order, like, in a movie, are they just, mm-hmm. like, mimicking this guy? Is, like, this the, the original person to say order? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but... Did he start um, it? Like, has he been in the parliament for, like, 50 years saying order? Unclear. Have not made it a uh, hobby to follow British politics that closely, but uh, I mean, he does say yeah. it well. Like he does it for the show. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it's also funny because just like physically, he sticks out because he is seemingly much older than everybody else, and also fairly short. And I feel like most people are kind of taller in this, and it's just yeah. Which one of these doesn't belong here? he must be well known like like the reason he's getting cast is because they're like trying to get you know political followers of the uk to like oh let's check out this show like i I actually don't (laughs) know what's going on what's weird is they brought him in like not on the uk version of the show but on 
Well, maybe US, they're trying know. to get the UK traders viewers to also watch the US traders show. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I honestly, I should go watch the Australian and the UK because the show only comes out once a year and it's, you know, the format's so good. I, I don't think it matters. Maybe like the personalities are a little bit different between the countries, but that's probably about it. Um, all right. Then we have Kevin. Yep. Kevin. I don't know anything about Kevin. It says he's a model and fitness professional. Uh, and he was a breakout star on the reality show Bling Empire. Unfortunately, I don't know what that is. I've, I've never heard of that before. Uh, Parvati is going to vote for him and say that he's like an actor. I don't know if that's part of the Bling Empire TV show or mm. if he is now an actor. I'm not sure. I, I know very little about him. Okay. Oh, I just Googled it. And Bling Empire is crazy rich Asian American folks in L.A. Oh, there we go. But I thought when I was looking up, I thought he was like not rich or he didn't come from a rich background or maybe he's rich now. And I don't know. <laughs> he might not be the main rich person. He might okay. be one of the less rich people on the show, but that's apparently the concept of the show. Mm, All okay. around some rich Asian American folk. He's going to be part of the uh, fake beef strategy with Peter <laughs> later in the show. So we'll talk about Kevin a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, then we have uh, Lar Larsa Pippin. Uh-huh. You familiar with the last name Pippin, Sarah? I mean, it sounds like a hobbit to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. pretty sure it's got nothing to do with Lord it's of the Rings. exactly <laughs> what it is, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, an original cast member on The Real Housewives of Miami, Pippin is the ex-wife of former NBA player Scottie Pippin. Wait, ex-wife? Okay. Hold on, this is way spicier than I thought it was. Okay. She uh, she has made the rounds of many on many of the celebrity-centric reality shows, so she has plenty of prior friendships and competitor knowledge. I, I wrote that down because I thought that came up in the show, but I think they were actually talking about Peppermint when they were talking about somebody mm. that knew all the shows. Um, okay, she's okay. She's the ex-wife. Okay, do you know who Scottie Pippen is, Sarah? This is a name I've heard of, I think. Okay, do you know who Michael Jordan You just Jordan said basketball, is? right? <laughs> do you know who Michael Jordan is? I do Jordan know who Michael Jordan is. Jo okay. Yes, yes, I know who Michael Jordan is. Wait, wait, he wait. Was Break this down Space Jam. Me. Is this right? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, he was. Yes, Michael Jordan from Space Jam. That's what he's known for. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, so he was, she was Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Okay. Uh -huh. And now she's on this show dating Michael Jordan's son. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope we're not, we have all this right, but that's like, that's crazy. Wait, <laughs> I guess it's not, it it feels a little incestuous, but it's not, right? Just because it's basketball people? No, oh, no, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan played together on all like championship, they were on the same team oh, for okay, years. They won like five championships together, like, or whatever it is. So it makes like, sense that she knows this guy. Okay, but Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. <laughs> And okay, well, Michael okay, Jordan's let's see. son. <laughs> well, what reasonably famous basketball man Scottie Pippen married a wife who was probably younger than him, and so like, is, is that where you're getting up. caught up? Like the age potential, it's generational just weird difference, dynamic between two, <laughs> a really famous era in basketball and the two best players on the best team for a while. <laughs> it's very uh... okay. Yeah, yeah, that might be a little awkward. I guess. Yeah. All right. Here. I don't know. Larson Pippen is 49. Okay. We're going to meet Marcus Jordan later. He is 33. I mean, good job, her. <laughs> you okay. know? Okay. It's, it's a little weird, right? Am I? 
Was the I mean, Wiki- wait, what? Could... Maybe the wiki's wrong. Do I have to like to confirm this? Can you confirm this? I mean, I'm, I'm like double checking to make sure it says it does say X Y. Yeah, I'm probably like the last person besides you finding out about this, <laughs> and it's blowing my mind a little bit. But okay, no, I think I, th- I think we we got it we we got it right. She used to be married to one basketball man, and now she is being a younger basketball man or the son of a basketball man. I guess he does not play basketball. <laughs> Okay. Um, and he's younger. It's not, and it's it's not random basketball men, though. It's like very specific <laughs> two best players from the greatest team of all time. It's like so she only goes for either the very best basketball men or their sons. Oh, she upgraded. You know, she's she got went, a type. Well, it's fine. she went from the second best, like second best player, to the son of the best. I don't know what's better. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly sure that their basketball acumen is not the top of the reason she dated them. Once she moves on past Michael Jordan's son, what is it like? Uh, <laughs> Scotty Pippen's I... like grandson is next or something. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's. Uh... <laughs> we have far outstretched any basketball <laughs> knowledge for me. If it's not in Space Jam, I don't know. <laughs> okay. She's going to date Bugs Bunny's. <laughs> next okay um yeah so M- larsa pippen in a relationship with marcus jordan both of them are going to be on this season let's talk about marcus yes. now why not marcus <laughs> marcus jordan uh the second oldest child of basketball legend michael jordan mm-hmm. they, he's going to be labeled as a fashion entrepreneur ah okay okay but I, I don't think that's why he's here at first i thought like oh was he on like like uh project runway or something i i i was like I thought it was something like that, but it's. I think he's just here because he's Michael Jordan's son, <laughs> and also he's in a relationship. Their their relationship must be like there. Mu- this must have been a, been a big deal, and I just didn't know about it. <laughs> and it, I, I mean, so. if she is still on this, can you be on the Housewives show? If you, I'm not seeing any of the Housewives show, but if you get divorced, do you have to leave the show? Probably not. So maybe he oh. has also been on the show with her. You know, she continues to be on the show, and he shows up. I don't know. You think yeah they have like strict rules where you have to be a, a <laughs> They wife. probably do not. <laughs> but I've never seen it so I cannot tell you. <laughs> okay. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, the Housewives, they uh they had Housewives in season 1 and one of them really paid off as a character on the show. So Oh, really? They 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 went back to the well in season 2. See, I was of the impression that like your survivors, your big brother people maybe the challenge people were all going to have a, a more of an advantage. Oh, they definitely do. Then, then <laughs> they absolutely do. Your dating show people or your, you know, housewife people. That doesn't mean the real housewife people don't know how to make good TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, I'll tell you, I'm glad they brought some of these housewife people there. <laughs> wait, wait till we get to... <laughs> all right, let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just go right to her. Let's talk about Phaedra. Oh, yeah. When everybody first got introduced, I'm like, I like her. I think she's my favorite. Oh, really? Right from the get go? Before right she was before she was a traitor? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I was like, I like her attitude. She'll be fun to watch. Once she reacted to becoming a traitor, I was I was in on her. And I like <laughs> she is absolutely crushing it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, Phaedra is a reality TV veteran of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, and married to medicine. Oh. Well, dang. But she's also a lawyer. She's also a lawyer. Oh, really? Watch out. Okay. (laughs) 
she's probably you know poised to do pretty well on this she yeah and then she has her relationship on the show is with sherry who is an on and off cast member of the real housewives of atlanta i don't know if they're how good their relationship is but it seems to be all right but they okay. you know they, they bring in these pairs of people into the show mm, i see at least people that they're not they're not necessarily pairs but they have history at least okay or they're dating each other <laughs> all right here we have mj mj is a real estate agent featured in the cast of shahs of sunset i have no idea what that is I, I've, I've never heard of that. but listen to this she admitted in season two of the series that she is a felon convicted of bank fraud oh so she has experienced bending the rules is what the word is. <laughs> that's one way to look at it yeah that's a positive way of looking at uh-huh, it. yeah okay well that's mj this cast is unbelievable. Can you imagine if this cast was like the final twenty of um, of uh, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? What's the show? No, Squid I'm Game. So Squid Game. Like if this cast oh. was the final twenty of Squid Game, <laughs> like how good would have Squid Game been if this? If this that would have been the final pretty good. Yeah. In Squid Game. Yeah. <laughs> Many of these people would not do Squid Game, but <laughs> that's besides mm, the point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna meet Parvati. Parvati. Big. Horse girl energy. Horse? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I mean, every time, like, I don't know why she always has a sparkly headband on. Is her hair always braided up in some way? I mean, on Survivor it wasn't. (laughs) I don't know that I, well, yeah, okay. So I think I may or may not have seen her on Survivor, but I did not recognize her in this. Um, And I don't know that I ever see what she's wearing, like, on her feet. But I feel like at any time if they pan down, she'd just be wearing riding boots. I don't know. There's just something <laughs> about like her aesthetic that I'm like, that's a horse girl. Might not be true. Oh, you just mean like she the vibe I got. rides horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all you meant by that. Okay, I had no idea where you going with that. <laughs> rides horses and is like really into riding horses, you know? Hmm. I, I think it's just whatever like costume they gave her for the show. Because I, I feel like there's a little bit of like, a murder oh, you think mystery. those are not her clothes? Like, uh, I don't know. Okay, I, I feel like there's a bit of like a murder mystery kind of aesthetic that they're going for, mm. and I feel like they're given attire to wear on the show. Okay, okay. Well, they chose to make her look like a horse girl. Some some people are in the fashion industry and care about their image and may do their own thing, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I. At first, when I was seeing trailers, it, I thought it was like, oh, they're like dressing her as like the housemaid or something. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what I, I thought she looked like in all the trailers. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't think you've seen Barbity. Okay. If she's not like original Survivor enough, I don't think. But she is a Survivor legend and a Survivor winner. Mm, okay. She played f- Survivor four times. Okay. And she was she's basically like the popular like Survivor crush that people have. Like she's like the sexy flirt. Like people on the show have a crush on her, or people watching the show have a crush on her. Uh, or both. Bo- both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she first played when she was twenty three, and now she's like a forty one year old mom. So it's a little, ah, it's okay. a little different vibe now. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, there's even like this. Right before COVID, they filmed um, an all winter season of Survivor, which she was on, mm-hmm. and there was like this really embarrassing scene <laughs> where like. One of the younger women winners from like the newer seasons like admitted to her that they had a crush on her when they were like a teenager. It was like really weird. I mean, it's fine to have a crush on her, but to say it, it was weird. 
She was also married. Yeah, you don't at the need time, to share that info. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, um, also awkward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was um, the leader, maybe, of the the Black Widow Brigade on Survivor, which is one of the most iconic alliances in Survivor oh. history. Um, which was a successful women's alliance, Sarah. Okay. Okay. They spun the men in their webs. <laughs> I guess you just need a theme, a good theme with your women's alliance and then it and then it works out. Yeah. Or just they just stick together and they're all better players anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. And she also recently, like two weeks before the the show aired, uh mm-hmm. recently came out as queer and is oh, da- yeah? dating May Martin the, I know the who con- May Martin is. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Why didn't they have they should have had Parvati and May Martin? I don't know if she was dating. Oh my May god, at May, the time. May Martin on this show would be hilarious <laughs> okay <laughs> i have not i think she, she has like a netflix stand-up right may martin yeah I, yeah I, I think it. yeah and then uh i think i think they go by they them these days and they they have a like fictional show too that is sort of loosely based on their life and that i really enjoyed but i feel like they would be a basket full of nerves on the show and not not enjoy uh, the pressure gotcha okay <laughs> all right and then we have peter an alumni of season 15 of The Bachelorette, and then uh-huh. was The Bachelor in season 24 of The Bachelor. There you go. Okay. He's big, he's big in The Bachelor. Yeah. I'm going to be impressed by Peter on the show, I'll be honest. He did, he's doing okay. some good things out there. Okay. Interesting. We, All met, right. we met Phaedra. Okay, let's get to Sandra. Sandra is our other Survivor player. This, are you, you might have watched a season that Sandra I have won. seen a season with Sandra on it. Yeah. I just didn't recognize her at first. Do you do you remember Rupert from Survivor? The tie dye sounds the real tie, familiar. The tie dye shirt man. Yeah, who yeah. Acts I like think a pirate. So? Acts like a pirate. Do you remember? Oh, wait, I don't know. Well, the, the season was pirate themed, and he leaned into it. Kind of. All right. Well, Sandra won that season, but Rupert was like the the popular player that everybody. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, but Sandra won Survivor twice. And she held that record for years until recently mm. when they did the all-winner season and then somebody else became a second-time winner. She did not defend her title or win. She was on the season, but she didn't win. She mm. could have won the she third time. But yeah, She's played on American Survivor four times. I believe she also played on Survivor Australia like with her daughter. Oh, dang. Um, so, yeah. She's been on Survivor a lot. They are really hyping up this beef between Parvati and Sandra. Like it was all over the the, mm. the trailers for the show before it came out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I've seen much of it on the actual show so far. Yeah, I think it's going to be a thing. I guess at some point. Mm. Um, I don't really know like, the details of why they would have so much conflict with each other. Like they they were both on a okay, so they were both on a season of Survivor called mm-hmm. Heroes versus Villains, and it was all returning players. Okay. And were they, they were both, or were they, they were both on the villains tribe, which okay, doesn't okay. mean, doesn't really mean anything villainous, really. It's just like you have to fill out a cast and somebody yeah, has yeah. to be villains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're well loved in the survivor community, despite being quote unquote villains. Um, they didn't really work together, I would say, that season, but like there was a point in the season where uh, Parvati had like two idols and she mm-hmm. just, she played it. For like Sandra and another person at the same tribal council, but she like didn't tell Sandra she was going to do it. So like they weren't really Uh-oh. working together, but also she like played an idol on Sandra, mm. and they basically ended up going to the end of the game together with somebody who was like an actual villain. 
<laughs> and then Sandra uh-huh. won. And, and Sandra ends up winning the season. So I, I think they're con like I don't know if they have any like actual tangible conflict with each other. That I don't know, but I think there's just this kind of jockeying for like who's the greatest female player in Survivor uh-huh. history or just greater greatest okay. player in general. Like I can conservatively easily say like they're both like top 10 survivor players of all time mm, okay. i think and like you could easily argue that like maybe they're number one you know it's like they're mm-hmm. yeah i won't get get too deep into who's the best player of all time but <laughs> that that's where they are these big brother players and these survivor players are like top notch yeah legends in the and for their shows basically all right then we have sherry we talked about sherry Tamra, a longtime member of the cast of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Okay, we have another, another housewife person. Yeah, this is another one of the blonde Tam- So Tamra and Trishel, I was definitely confusing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Trishel is an OG reality TV star. Uh, became famous with her party girl persona on The Real World Las Vegas. Okay. Oh, okay. She then moved on to many seasons of The Challenge. Um, she also did a stint of professional wrestling, wrestling known as the red oh. hot, the red hot redneck. <laughs> oh, unfortunate name, but okay. <laughs> and she plays professional poker. Oh, okay. She's all over the place. Yeah, she's all over the place. Like theoretically, you would think she would be good, but she's not gonna do too well in these first three <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I mean, she's still on the show. She didn't get yeah. she didn't get murdered or voted out. So she theoretically has a bad relationship with ct but hasn't really come up and i have no idea what it is like it's really back in the day of the challenge or even before Mm. the challenge all right um max a beloved longtime professional dancer on the american version of dancing with the stars ever watched dancing with the stars sir i have seen perhaps a clip or so of it yeah i mean you might have seen him and yet you still don't know who he is i I, i've I've watched dancing with the stars before I've probably seen. So presumably, Max, he's one know. of the like professional dancers yeah, that dances the with pros. the celebrities who can't yeah. dance. Okay. Yeah. Peppermint. You don't know Peppermint, Sarah? I, I I don't like. I actually have never watched Drag Race. I don't. I've, I've just not gotten around to it. I, I, I'm I'm a bad queer person. I'm sorry. <laughs> the runner-up of season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race must be a big deal if she's more popular than Deontay Wilder. Well, she is actually like. A Broadway star now too. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Like, yeah, I her, her I, fame I goes beyond Drag Race. <laughs> I think Peppermint. I really enjoyed Peppermint on the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, Peppermint is unfortunately, great. Unfortunately, have not seen Peppermint before, but she was great. Yeah. Yeah. She also. I feel like she is also like a reality TV fan. Like they, the traders talk about her being like, oh, she knows all everything about reality TV, and mm. I feel like she was like a fan of this show in particular. So I also. Ah. Uh, okay. I felt like she wanted to be here. Um, and then Johnny Bananas, Sarah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm so disappointed. This is, this is a blow to yeah. anybody who's a fan of the challenge. This is going to be our first murder, Johnny Bananas. <laughs> uh, many, many seasons of the challenge. Also has won many seasons. Like, you know, he's right there with CT, like played 20-ish mm. seasons. Maybe he won seven times, you know, something like that. It's... Um, he is infamous as a contestant on the challenge for causing fights and stealing other people's winnings. <laughs> oh, jeez! So he's recently like on a on a show on E, I think it was on, called House of Villains, which was like a Big Brother style show where they brought back like villains from a bunch of reality TV shows, 
and they played like a okay. big brother style game. So his mm-hmm. villain move is like the challenge is such a weird show, and like I I have mixed feelings about it. But he was on like a season where the way the way the, the, way the challenge works is like there's men and women on the season, and they can like vote against each other and stuff to like put each other in eliminations. But like the men only compete against the men. Oh, and like okay. the women only compete against the women in eliminations, basically. And then in the end, like a man and a woman win the show. Interesting. But he was on a season okay. where, for whatever reason, they decided to do a twist at the end where like him and one other person, him and some uh, a woman like won the show. And then mm-hmm. they made it a twist that like he outperformed the woman or he like came first overall. So they gave him the opportunity to just steal <laughs> the woman's <laughs> prize money. <laughs> And just take like all the money, like the men and the women's money. Oh, and he yeah, was just yeah. like he was just like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> That's <laughs> so... a weird thing to put in your show. Okay, yeah, it's like it, the challenge is a weird show, like sometimes, but like, yeah. And he just like took the money, and that's what he's like. That's basically why he got on House of Villains. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't watch that either, but I just know the story. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see Johnny Bananas. I was so excited to see Johnny Bananas on the show because I wanted to see how he stacked up against like the Big Brother and this mm-hmm. and the um, Survivor people, and he's just going to get murdered. Like he's too infamous. <laughs> like getting murdered by the traitors in this game, it's like it's kind of random. You mm. know, it's just unfortunate. Like there's nothing he did wrong. It's just yeah, we yeah. didn't get the chance to see him. But all right. Those are the contestants. What a it's it's an amazing cast. Like even the people I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some people mm-hmm. haven't really come to the forefront too much yet, but some of the people I had no idea they are, I'm all about them now. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I'm I'm invested in them already. Yeah, yeah. But all right, how do you want to talk about the actual events on the show? <laughs> um I mean a lot of the show is just them in the house talking and trying to figure out a reason to vote anybody out, but we could go through the like how they got picked as traitors and then their their missions and stuff that has to happen. How'd you feel about the opening of the show? The opening of the show gets me hyped. I liked it. It was cool. Like it, it shows a lot of the Scottish landscape and it's a, yeah. a big mansion, but they're like, ooh, but it's spooky. And you know, that's, yeah. that's the vibe I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, this show gets like very uh like fear factor at times. <laughs> in ways <laughs> okay. that, like I don't like it in the trailers that you saw, did you see any like the I didn't watch any trailers. Or like in like the previews for later in the season, did you see any like? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like in yeah. season one, like there's a challenge where like some of the contestants are like buried alive, and then there's like <laughs> they have to use flashlights, and there's like clues on the inside of the coffin that they have oh, to like geez. radio to the other people so they can like figure out where they are and like dig them up. Basically, that's a bit intense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, this show is doing it. And then there's a, a scene where they're basically in like. Uh, in season one, they had to do a um, like an escape room, mm-hmm. but the escape room was like filled with rats, and oh. then they got like you know maggots and other creepy crawlies like dumped on them while they're like trying to solve puzzles. So it got—I was like, damn, this is like getting real fear factor. I'm glad we didn't get any of that in these first three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. It, I mean, yeah, but it's it's kind of funny when you get these like real house real housewife <laughs> people. Doing these fear yeah. factor things because there's there's a point where one of them says like I think it was like Tamra or somebody was like I am not being buried alive because like hope, probably they watched season one 
Yeah, I just took thing. that as an offhanded comment nope, because they were like happened. digging stuff up out of a cemetery. But okay, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The theme of the show is great. The castle grounds is great. They mm-hmm. had like they had like a drum line performing at the castle when they showed up. Oh, that? Right. that was intense. Yeah. Then they had like pyrotechnics to like when uh, Alan entered for the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like big balls of like Undertaker flames coming out. <laughs> it was awesome. The show just goes oh, yeah. all out. Ellen always makes a dramatic entrance. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So they like really lean into the murder mystery theme, but then they keep it like a bit silly so that it's like, yeah, like the show, the show doesn't take itself too seriously, which I, I, I enjoy that, which is why Alan's just like perfect as a host. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Then you, the first time you get to meet the round table, Sarah, this is a, this is a great table that they have here. Yeah. It's for the trader selection. This is so silly. It is like if you were playing a game of mafia, this is exactly how you'd pick people. Like for as like elaborate as the houses and the like pyrotechnics of the entrance, it's it's really just everybody's blindfolded. He walks around and around the circle a bunch of times and then pokes people in the shoulder to yeah. indicate that they're traitors. Yeah. Did you think you were gonna get to know who the traitors were? I didn't think we were gonna get to know right away, but we just yeah. we just see it. I I was surprised in season one. So in season one, they they Alan just touches three people, and then those are the traitors. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, I guess we just know who the traitors are. But ultimately, I, I think it is kind of more fun to know. Yeah, I would imagine this game is very frustra- frustrating to play as a faithful. And I, oh, I, yeah. I don't think you necessarily want your viewers to have that frustration, basically. There's, like, literally nothing to go on to, yeah. like, pick somebody. Because, yeah. like, there are missions, but there are, there's nothing dictating that the traders would want to fail the missions. In fact, they definitely want to succeed at the missions. Yep. Because it just increases the prize pool at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, like, literally nothing that a trader is forced to do that is visible that would indicate that they're a traitor. So you're just like, I don't know, the vibes are off with that person. Sure, let's argue about that for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, there really isn't anything to go on. Uh, my strategy or the way that I would look at it, if I was a faithful, is not not trying to figure out who the traitor is as much as I'm trying to figure out who the other faithfuls are. And I'd be narrowing it mm. down that way. And then I'd just be like, I would defend people that I think are faithfuls at the round table, but I wouldn't like if somebody, I don't really care. <laughs> like if there's somebody I don't, I, I don't ever read on, I'll just like gamble that they're the traitor. Like I, mm. that's how I would. But feel. what, what like things would you be looking for to all indicate right, let's that get someone into that? <laughs> okay. All right. First of all, first of all, uh, would you want to be a traitor, Sarah? No, I'm and terrible at a, these things. Is a and I would be stressed. I mean, obviously the correct answer is you want to be a traitor because that's where you have the most influence in this game or whatever yeah, yeah. but i am bad at lying and would be found out immediately and i just would not enjoy it okay yeah i mean yeah i guess if you're bad at lying <laughs> i i guess if you know yourself and you know you wouldn't be good you're, you're hoping to be unfaithful but by far the traitors have an advantage oh yeah I, i've only watched one season of the show um maybe if i watch more like maybe there are some advantage being faithful in terms of like if you look at it in terms of teams i don't know who has like the greater chance of winning the traders or the faithful as like a team but as an individual like it just sucks to be johnny bananas and just get murdered on Mm -hmm. the first day yeah you do have like 
twice as many um, opportunities to get kicked out because you could get voted out because people think you're sus-, sus or you could be murdered because the traitors pick you to murder. Yeah. Whereas like if you're a traitor, you only have to deal with people thinking you're sus. Yeah. So like even if you think you're going to be bad as a traitor, like at least you can probably like why would anybody suspect you to be the traitor? Like maybe if you when you start getting accused, you won't be able to like defend yourself well, but like you'll probably easily make it, you know, five rounds or like five mm-hmm. eliminations into the show at least without <laughs> but i don't know maybe if you maybe you think if you're a faithful the traitors would also never kill you so <laughs> i don't know i don't know it depends on your perspective there's so many different mm-hmm. perspectives i would absolutely be a traitor i would, yeah, want, I would want to be a traitor <laughs> like you know give me it <laughs> i'll figure it out <laughs> all right so yeah alan is basically going to walk around the room and poke people important to watch him in terms of what's going to happen like while he walks he definitely goes around like a full time without touching anybody right right and then he's definitely like pulling his arms up and down and like faking for the camera basically like oh Mm -hmm. am i gonna touch this person so like he's moving around a good amount with his arms and not just faking for the camera like people are listening for how he's moving too so it's a good fake for that from yeah i don't know if he he's really thinking about that when he does it but (laughs) that's gonna come up here so he he touches dan and phaedra so it's the big brother guy and uh real housewives of atlanta lawyer and nobody knows how many traitors there are gonna be either which is yeah i don't know what's in the official rules so i watched a i watched a podcast where they played a season of the traitors in like six hours okay and the players that season were largely people that are fans of the show the traders or even podcasts mm-hmm. about the traders so there was a lot of like insight into how they think about the show mm-hmm. um but i think the rule for them was like oh it could be anywhere from two to four but then they okay. also made it three traders on that as well so mm. they're, they're they're only going to choose two here but then they're going to tell all everybody including the faithful that whoever was selected as the traders is going to choose another trader so you know there's at least I think you know there's at least two that Alan selected if you're faithful mm. and that another okay. so you, you know there's at least three but maybe you should also think be thinking they want you to think like oh maybe there's also four yeah yeah ultimately what this does that like not telling them the exact number I I think what you have to do at the end game of this and I think what the show wants people to do is I think you're very incentivized to to not end the game until there's two people left Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Because and and the main the main reason for that is because it's even though there's like faithfuls and traders, like the faithfuls and the traders, like don't share the money at the end of the TV show. It's like you have to still mm-hmm. be alive, right? So even if uh, even if yeah, you get yeah. the final three, and there's and they're all faithful, and even if you know they're all faithful, like you're still kind of incentivized to like banish one more person. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh huh. But also like. If you're faithful and there's three people left, you're like, well, I just increased the odds of getting rid of a traitor if I banish one more person. Right. Yeah. And the only that reason the only reason you wouldn't want to do it is if like you just knew for sure that you would be the next one banished. Mm-hmm. But if that was the case, then the other people should definitely vote to banish. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know. I feel yeah. like they should always go to final two, but this I the idea of like not knowing exactly how many traders in the game, it kind of encourages that as well. Mm-hmm. But all right. So we get Dan and Phaedra, and later tonight they're going to select a third traitor and then also murder somebody. Big night for them. <laughs> it is a big night. They did not do this in season one. They just picked three. What did happen in season one, though, was like 
in the middle of the season, like after one of the traitors got caught, the two traitors, instead of murdering one night, they like recruited another person to be a traitor. Uh, okay. And then it got back up to three traitors. But in in that case, the like the person that they recruited like had the option to say no. They made oh. it they made it seem like Parvati had a chance to say no, but I'm not sure if she really did. But also Parvati's mm. not gonna say no. So not gonna yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, so they select the traitors. Mm-hmm. Janelle thinks she heard John sitting next to her breathing loudly as Alan was like walking behind them. Yeah. This becomes a whole freaking thing. In these first three episodes, like they get way closer to getting a traitor than they did in like the first four or five episodes of season one. Like <laughs> the season one, if you watch it, is like it starts out a little slow just because it's it's a lot of just like two faithfuls arguing about the other one being a traitor. Mm-hmm. And neither the, yeah, yeah. we just as the audience, you just know they're wrong. And there is like an entertainment value to that, but they just like weren't even close. Whereas at least here, like yeah. this season starting out really well because at least like, you know, they're picking up some clues as mm-hmm. we go here. But John says that he had asthma as a child, which is going to be interpreted as like, oh, he has asthma. Yeah. And it's going to be interpreted as everybody who has asthma should have an inhaler on them at all times. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't know if that's a correct assumption either. (laughs) This is what I'll say. This is at least my read on the game. Like this Mm -hmm. happens right after selection, basically. Yeah. If I was a faithful, I would just assume that Janelle is a faithful right there. Oh, okay. It would be crazy for Janelle as a traitor to like take the blindfold off and instantly be like like stir in the pot. Like when like if you yeah. got if you got selected as a traitor, like there's no way, right, you're doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. If you did get selected as a traitor, Sarah, like what would you be you'd be doing nothing, right? <laughs> I would be so quiet and focusing on my face looking like a normal face. Yeah, exactly. Now the people that they bring on these shows have big personalities and regardless of whether they're a traitor or faithful might do what Janelle's doing here. But my, <laughs> yeah. my instinct would just be like, there's no way a traitor is stirring the pot this fast. Yeah. That makes sense. So I, if I was a faithful, I would just be like, all right, Janelle's a faithful. I figured out one person. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, everybody's trying to like look at everybody's face and find like their tell that they're a traitor. And I just don't think mm-hmm. that that, from what I've seen in two seasons of this, like that's just no one's a god tier face reader. Like you, as much as you think you are, <laughs> you're not. Uh-huh. People make faces regardless of <laughs> who they mm-hmm. are. Also, apparently, Larsa's hearing is really good, Sarah. Oh, so good. She hears him raise an arm near her, and so she thinks, "Is it Parvati that Parvati. she thinks is?" Yeah, yeah, but she thinks Parvati's a traitor because she definitely heard Alan raise his arm. As he was walking by, even though he was doing that the entire time. <laughs> yep. So at this point, Parvati is not a traitor, but she's going to be the recruited. Yeah. yeah. So she, if Parvati ever gets caught, she, Lars is going to think she knew the whole time. Uh-huh. It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, she'll find out when she watches the show. But this is also like, like to me, I, I love people like Janelle and Larsa on this show because like now I feel like I just know that both of them are faithfuls. Like it's, it would be crazy to me if they were traitors and started out this hot after the blindfolds come off accusing somebody yeah yeah okay that's fair so I've, we look we narrowed it down it was so we had 21 people but like of all of the people 
those would be two people I wouldn't want to hang out with immediately. Oh, well, you got to get over that, Sarah. You know, your team has decided for you here. Yeah, yeah. You can't, this isn't Survivor. You can't. <laughs> now, pe people may definitely make that mistake of uh, targeting people that just don't like on the show. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't Well, you know what? Now that you describe how it ends, like, honestly, I feel like that train changes my idea of the strategy. Okay. The strategy is now... Sure, you want to vote a traitor out because maybe they'll pick another traitor and maybe it'll be you. And that's theoretically good for you. Um, but other than that, it's just like survive until the end. It doesn't actually matter if you get it right or not. It's just keep people around who aren't going to vote you out. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you get to the end and like all the traitors are still there, like you're at the mercy of what the traitors want to do with you. Yeah, but it almost sounds like. The show wants to keep a certain number of traitors in the show for as long as they've deemed it already. So if you like, I feel like going mm. into the end when you're down to that, like just voting people out or deciding to stay, you're going to have the same amount of traitors regardless. I don't know that that's true, but it sounds like the show might manipulate it to be that. So sure, you want to vote out a traitor because maybe then you'll be a traitor and theoretically that's better for your game. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to get rid of people. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to think about it. And if you do actually figure out who a traitor is, it's kind of better to sit on it until you're down to that end bit and you can mm -hmm. be sure that they're that you know who they are and you can get rid of them. Yep, that is definitely a strategy that was deployed in the podcast that I listened to. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> Yay, backfired, I though. It they, out. Like, I, they kind of backfired, though. It's like you figured out who they are, but then... Yeah, like, there are definitely advanced strategies where you can do, like, if you figure out somebody's a traitor and you're faithful, and you can, like, confront them about it, like, privately, and then you could decide to work together. But, like, it hasn't... In the two seasons that I've watched, it hasn't made it that far. Oh, I wouldn't work together with them. I would just know who they were, so that way I would know to vote them out when you get down to the final time, the final couple rounds of whatever bullshit, how the show ends. I mean, you want to get rid of them if you think they would murder you at night, right? Well, that that's also true, yeah. So there is a benefit to trying to work with them. But you're absolutely right. Like, if you figure out one of the traitors, but they're, like, a traitor that you don't think would murder you, mm -hmm. then there definitely is incentive to keep them around until the end and then get them, like, once you're in the final process, you know who they are and can get them out then. Yeah, you're absolutely right. See, I'm getting better at figuring these shows out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've mostly thought about how I'd play this game as a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, okay. That is a good point as the faith, as the as a faithful okay all right that's that's most of the conflicts we get yeah both accusations so far are not correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is always fun all right let's talk about the challenges so the challenges in the show are like like what you're saying like they don't really matter like like yeah, the whole time we've been told the prize money is up to what half a million quarter of a million dollars quarter million yeah and so the way it gets up to that is you can win money during these challenges or to the prize pool yeah so in season one though it's like at the very last challenge like they had the opportunity to basically like get it back up to max mm, okay which they were able to do so <laughs> but what's different about the challenges this season is that they have the shields from the beginning so in season one they it didn't introduce the shields until like halfway through the season and do the shields only protect you from being murdered? They do not protect you from getting voted out? That's correct. You can still be banished. Okay. Yeah. So they protect you from getting murdered by the the traitors, which is good because you have no control over that pretty much. There are mm -hmm. some things you can do, but not much. Um, 
but basically, yeah, they're going to get, they're basically in the middle of this challenge. It's a team challenge to win money, money to add to the prize pool. But there's like three shields that you could take time away from the team to go get individually. Yeah. Um, I really like this. I, I think the way to play this, Sarah, Sarah, tell me what you would do here before I say. Well, what. now that you tell me there is a, now that there is a final, like if you're anticipating that there's a final challenge that'll get you all the way to the top, then none of these matter. You should always go for the shield regardless of if you're faithful or a traitor yes i think that's what it is like and i, I kind of like this like it's basically like a survivor immunity challenge where everybody's objective primary objective should be trying to get the shield and then go win the money afterwards mm -hmm. is what it should be because at no point in any of these voting people out did somebody going to get um a shield rather than help out ever come up as a reason to vote them out and yeah, if anything, it, it if kind anything, of helps it makes you. you. Yeah, it helps you. It makes it look like you're worried about getting voted out. But if you're a traitor, you like that. That makes you look like a faithful. But also, it like means that somebody else doesn't get it, and therefore your murdering options are open. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think the strategy's pretty like definitive. You should be going for the shield. Um, but again, it's one of those things where it's like depending on who's on the season, people might have emotions if you like season one people got really wrapped up in like getting mad at people for not performing well in the challenges ah uh, it okay. was like a whole thing <laughs> that didn't make any sense in season one this cast is better than season one yeah this cast does not give a fuck at all like literally in this first mission they all start out tied up and i think was it janelle janelle yeah like unties herself and where other people who have untied themselves start helping other people untie themselves she immediately runs off to get a shield and then comes back and, and helps and does whatever. And nobody says shit about it at all. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's mad. They don't give a fuck. They get it. So with this group of people, 100% go for a shield. Challenges don't matter. Yeah. Like, it might rub people the wrong way, but the majority of people are strategic enough where they're like, well, even though it, it's annoying, you know, it's like it more likely she's a faithful and that's why she's doing it and this yeah. is kind of janelle's whole thing like she's a like as far as i understand like she's a challenge person she mm -hmm. uh, like this is her strength is going to be getting these shields faster than other people can especially if a lot of them aren't even trying to get them yet you know it's like yeah, yeah. she kind of gets it because she janelle's gonna go for a challenge uh, go for a shield in all three challenges i believe oh yeah 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 i don't think we have to talk about the specifics of these challenges unless there's something I mean, you talked about being tied up or whatever. Uh, but yeah. Janelle, CT, and Deontay all get uh, shields in this challenge. Yeah, and usually just the the format is they have a time limit to do a task, and usually they will be able to add increments of money up to whatever the prescribed amount for this particular challenge is. I think this one was an all-or-nothing one. The other ones are incremental. Yeah. It's just, find some gold, dump it in a basket, good job. <laughs> And whenever they complete a challenge, they always manage to do it with seconds remaining on the clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then so there's no banishment on the first night. They just right. get to talk. Then we're going to get a whole Trishel uh, versus Peppermint conflict. What do you think about this whole thing? Trishel and Peppermint. Okay. What's so your, it's, <laughs> what's your interpretation? As far as I saw it. They were talking about not wanting to get voted out. And Peppermint was like, I have a lot of very good clothes I would like you all to see, so I don't want to get voted out. And then the next thing that is said is Trisel is like, 
well, now I know if I get voted out, that means you're a traitor, which is an entirely out of pocket thing to say. It has like, there must've been something cut out. Like A to B does not make sense. Like that is not a response to what she just said. So Peppermint makes a face like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But then Trishelle decides that that means, oh, I found out she is a traitor. The logic is completely lacking in this entire thing. It is dumb and annoys me. Yeah, I can't tell if we're missing something or Trishelle, like, misinterpreted what Peppermint was saying. Like, it, it almost sounds like they were having a playful rivalry in terms of, like, who dresses better. Yeah, and maybe then Trishel was like, was. "Well, if I get if I get murdered, I know it's you because you are jealous of I don't know I don't even know I don't we didn't get any of that I'm just purely speculating on what the conversation could have been yeah in that's order like to the make only sense. way it could have yeah I don't get it at all yeah. but even Peppermint's reaction to me wasn't that big or I didn't have a huge yeah. response to it I like to me I just look at Peppermint as somebody who has big facial reactions. Yeah, like I felt like I felt like Trissel doesn't speak queer is what the problem was, you know. I was gonna say something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Peppermint is having a very like in the queer community mild reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of how I would have interpreted it. Yeah, like I wouldn't have been like that's a huge reaction from someone like Peppermint necessarily. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this was weird conversation. Peppermint's gonna go on to kind of. Uh, stick her foot in the mouth with her in the mouth with certain things that she says, but yeah, this I felt bad for Peppermint in this moment because this is going to turn into a whole thing, and I I was just like, why is this a thing that's happening? It's it's the dumbest source of a yeah. thing, and unfortunately, she makes some mistakes that kind of snowball it out of control, and yeah. I do think I can't blame the cast for banishing her. At the point mm-hmm. at which she gets banished, but it the starting point. I do for, wish she stuck around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely. I was. I was sad to see Peppermint go. Yeah, and the starting point of the talking about Peppermint was just so weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but all right, we're basically at the end of episode one right now. Right, we're going to go to the murder recruitment. Oh yeah, they they have to do a little ceremony with Alan where they take a. Oh, do you like an that? Oath. <laughs> it's so dramatic. They're, yeah. they're like. They're like vowels they have to take. Yeah. And they get, oh, they, they are really committed to the bit here. They like yeah. give them cloaks that they have to walk in together to meet each other for the first time. And then they like dramatically reveal it's, it's silly and a fun time. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Oh, they both do a quality evil laugh when they reveal <laughs> themselves to each other too. It's so good. Jo- jokes aside though, like it is like really important for the traders to perform for the TV show. Mm. And not just like a acting like a traitor like theatrically. What I what I mean is like they can't tell like if they go around being like, yeah, I'm a traitor and this person's a traitor too, like it breaks the show. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like they could totally break the concept of the show if they don't keep their secret well. Mm-hmm. Now I've never seen I, I assume there's like rules against like like you can you can definitely imply that another traitor is a traitor. Oh yeah, they like you could definitely vote for other traitors to be like removed. Like I I think um after they pick Parvati as their third like um Dan implies a couple times that like oh yeah, she's good to have around, but also like if I got to give her up, 
and like get her kicked out instead of us whatever that's fine you know yeah and that's that's definitely part of season one and probably every season of the traders because again the the less traders there are at the end the more money that the yeah. trader that survives wins that's a very mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> even the traders are kind of incentivized to keep keep banishing you know yeah yeah but okay yeah we start episode two with the recruitment and uh i really thought this was going to be janelle okay i don't know what dan and janelle's relationship is as big brother players mm-hmm. um but if i was the so they, they have to recruit somebody and then murder somebody if i was the traders here the two people i would have i i would have thought that everybody should think is a faithful are janelle and mm. larsa because they were right. very they had huge accusations immediately <laughs> you know right right yeah like if everybody thinks the way that i think they should think that they're faithful but do you not also have to consider their ability to like be sneaky and like strategize yeah but i thought janelle so the reason i would have recruited janelle is because she had a shield so she couldn't be murdered right okay um mm-hmm. and then i thought janelle would be qualified enough to be good but like but if dan thinks janelle might have some incentive to betray her like honestly the traitors mm. betray each other more than they do the actual faithful in the game like <laughs> that like the 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 scariest thing is that a traitor actually decides to try to start like putting yeah. your name out there mm-hmm. so maybe that's why he was a little worried about bringing in janelle okay uh, but I, I I thought the strategy would be bring in Janelle as a traitor and then murder Larsa because Larsa also has her boyfriend in the game, which is like oh yeah, <laughs> seems I feel a like unfair. any any pairs you have to just eliminate half of yeah, like honestly, like I would have killed Larsa and then killed Marcus second mm-hmm. because nobody would have thought Marcus was if if Lar- if you kill Larsa, nobody would have thought Marcus was a traitor anymore, you know mm, yeah. unless they're that I mean unless they're that high level. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly i was thinking like so this came up in the podcast that i listened to like there was a husband and wife playing on the podcast version that i listened to uh-huh. and early on in the game the husband got murdered okay. and it was like kind of partially the husband's idea to do the podcast <laughs> you know okay so he uh-huh. was very excited to participate mm-hmm. as a contestant on the podcast like I think she I think the wife like jokingly said like oh I would totally murder him if I was the traitor or something mm-hmm. early on but then she totally like later when she was in trouble she was like you really think I would have like I would have like <laughs> of course taken that away from my husband playing the the rest of the game <laughs> or mm-hmm. like get killed him that or like I would have killed him in the end but not that early and I <laughs> I really think that is like like as much as like if your spouse was in the game with you and how much it would hide the fact that you were the traitor if you killed them first. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it? Like if you and I were on this season together and you were the traitor and you murdered me as like the first. Would you ever forgive like, me? <laughs> I would definitely feel some kind of way about that. Knowing how, <laughs> like knowing how, you know how much I would have. Yeah, to play. yeah. Yeah, you know. But so, wouldn't you a little bit be proud of me though? A little bit. Yeah, I don't like know it was, if it, it would, would be. A... <laughs> I don't think it would. I don't think it would uh, balance out my disappointment. I'll say that. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so yeah, when Marcus gets killed later, like I was, I don't think they had another chance to murder yet. I don't know. I just feel like you killed him back to back, early. Okay. 
that would be my strategy. So I was surprised this wasn't Janelle. They get at, they end up choosing Parvati. Um, I was very excited that they chose Parvati because I mean I'm definitely Team Survivor on this show. I'm rooting for mm -hmm. the Survivor people. Um, yeah. So it's more fun when one of them is a traitor. It's a traitor. Yeah. A, a survivor was also selected to be a traitor in season one. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I I, th I do think you're right though. I think Dan's logic. I think at the time he was thinking, well, Parvati's already getting heat. Plus, mm. if people watch season one, like a survivor player was also a traitor. So like, he thinks he can easily put the target on Parvati later if he has to. I think is yeah. kind of the logic. Whereas Janelle, I, maybe it would be weird for him to start pushing Janelle, or I, or mm. he wouldn't want to do that to Janelle or something. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah, it felt like Janelle was the better choice if like there were no personal connections but it, it, there was some reason he didn't choose janelle they talked about her right i think they mentioned her but they didn't choose her yeah 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 so yeah let's go parvati survivor <laughs> legend mm -hmm. we have our three traders what's really interesting though is that for an entire day she doesn't she, she doesn't knows, know <laughs> yeah she knows she's a traitor but she doesn't know who recruited her to be a traitor <laughs> Yeah, because they, like, send a letter off. She doesn't get to be included in the first murder. And, yeah, she's got to wait till the second murder to find out. Yeah. I, I mean, I would take being the recruited traitor, but I would have definitely wanted to be part of the first murder, too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, what's your murder strategy, Sarah? <laughs> what's, um, you know, I know you don't want to be a traitor, but what would be... The murder strategy is so interesting in terms of how... I think there's so many different ways to go about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you probably want to get rid of people who could figure you out if, like, there's somebody that knows you real well. <laughs> like, I feel like if I was a traitor, I would have to get rid of you because you would be able to tell that something was off with me. Like, I just, I would just have to. So you want to get rid of people that you think would be able to tell that you're a traitor? Yeah. That's going to be, like, your first instinct. Okay. And then, like, I don't know, the whole thing's just whittling people down. I think you'd want to leave people in who other people are, like, sus of so that way yep. they can take the heat during the banishment times uh so yeah does anybody you think could figure you out or just looks a little too innocent goodbye okay. and also breaking up couples of people who are you know pairs of people who came in and know each other yeah and i i, I don't really care about like parvati and sandra or like dan and janelle it's just like the two people that are dating like that's a different kind of relationship yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that's basically what dan's strategy is gonna be phaedra is great as a trader she's great oh, TV yeah. as a trader she does let dan kind of decide these things um which i don't think is necessarily bad like mm -hmm. dan in some way by him making the decision is like more likely to like to leave a trail around like no it's like more oh, likely to like okay. leave a trail that goes back to dan than it does mm. her because she's not the one actually making the decisions unless like dan is so good that he can murder people that people will expect like suspect phaedra you know but mm -hmm. it'd, it'd be kind of like and let without really knowing i don't i imagine that dan and phaedra don't have a relationship with each other at all right. um i don't think it's necessarily bad to just let the other traders kind of bury themselves a little bit mm -hmm. by making decisions and leaving the door open for people to like make logic um but it, it so dan takes the approach of like he so he's gonna murder bananas because mm -hmm. He thinks bananas might be good at figuring him out. Yeah, I would have loved to see if that was the case because I, <laughs> now, like, bananas is really good on a challenge overall because the challenge is like much more about the challenges than it is a social game. 
Right. I I wanted to see bananas and how he stacked up. If he has the social game, yeah. Yeah. But what's weird is like if that's his strategy, like if you're gonna kill somebody because you think they're gonna be good at figuring you out, you're like kind of like leaving a clue that like you at least know mm. how good Johnny Bananas is, right? So that like yeah. you're kind of um showing that like like somebody like uh like Kevin, I think was shown. And somebody was like had to explain to Kevin who Johnny Bananas was because he had, like, oh, yeah. he was like he was like oh he's he's been on the challenge and he was like what 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 challenge <laughs> he was like <laughs> yeah, no it's yeah. like the show is called the challenge and he was like say that again I don't understand what you're talking about. like <laughs> yeah. Kevin had no he, idea what what a Johnny Bananas was not a fan was. of these shows he doesn't know yeah yeah okay so if anybody else is thinking like you or like oh I'd get rid of somebody that I would think would be threatening to figuring me out. Mm. no one like no one's gonna think oh no you're like you're you're leaving clues that other people might be faithful basically potentially yeah okay my strategy would be if i was a faithful who would i think the faithfuls were and then i would kill those faithfuls you know what i mean it's like i'd, <laughs> okay. I'd be killing larsa here because i think she's kind of shown everybody that she's a faithful already right but uh can you like, do you think everybody else would be applying the same logic you were in deciding she was a faithful? Yeah. Not necessarily, right? But also, I mean, they're going to recruit Parvati, but it kind of puts heat on Parvati because she was accused mm -hmm. of being a traitor. And then Larsa was like the first person that got killed. Mm -hmm. Now, you can play a whole double triple triple reverse we're logic. like oh we're like, that's such a dumb move she yeah. would never do that if she actually was the traitor yeah 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 now on the podcast version i listened to the traitor one of the traitors in the first or second it was either like the first or second murder decided to go with this like let's murder the person that has accused me of being a traitor because nobody will think that i'm a traitor <laughs> Because yeah. there's no way a traitor it, murders the person that accuses them of just, being a traitor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that, like, I, I put together from the people that have watched multiple country versions of this show that that strategy is not a very good strategy from the traitor's perspective. <laughs> like, more okay. often than not, people will just, like, only think one layer deep and be like, oh, you mm. murdered them because they accused you. Like, you're definitely the... <laughs> so, uh, so then you got to take advantage when somebody accuses the wrong person and then just vote them out so then yeah. everybody goes back to that wrong person again yeah but it's just it's two reasons like larsa's probably a faithful mm -hmm. should should be a faithful to most people because why the hell would she be so aggressive as a traitor and then also it puts heat on parvati now it would have been interesting if they recruited parvati to be a traitor and also killed Lar <laughs> larsa and then that would have really sucked for parvati because it's like well yeah it's like, well, I'm not the traitor, but you really made me look like one at the time. <laughs> but then you don't necessarily want to do that either, because now Parvati knows that they're the traitors, and then she can try and get revenge against. The traitors yeah, is a yeah. delicate game of like, <laughs> like we're on the same team, but also we're not on the same team. Right. <laughs> and it's just at what point do I decide to throw your fellow traitors under the bus, basically? <laughs> and you have to do it in a way where like, they won't have time to throw you under the bus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I am curious, like, what the traitors are allowed to say or not say about each other. Like, like if, if, like if you and I are traitors and I start, like, talking about you at the roundtable ceremony for banishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, you haven't said anything about me all day. And then you all of a sudden, like, accuse me of being, I don't know if you're like, I guess you could. Yeah, I feel like you can't put that restriction on Yeah, them I guess you, yeah. Because they're, that's going to, like, be a tell. Yeah. Like, if, if people can't, like, reverse, you know, it back on, well, clearly you're the, you know, like, you yeah. just have to be able to act like a faithful and accuse anybody. Yeah, I guess if you reverse accuse me of being a traitor, that's actually, like, a very normal thing for a faithful to do. Yeah. So it wouldn't really mean much. Yeah, I guess there's probably no restrictions. I mean, you probably can't say, I know he's a traitor because I'm also a traitor. You know, like, you can't be like... There's no way you're allowed to say level. that you're a traitor. I think that has to be... Or that you, like, rules. 100% know for reasons you cannot disclose or, you know, anything like... But, like, normal uh, accusing... Yeah, you can I use think, normal has to words. be on the table. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, what do you think? So we get the murder. Oh, we already know it's not yes. bananas. But what did you think of the breakfast ceremony that's going <laughs> to It's... Like, I love the dramatic part at the end where Alan comes in and is like, bananas is dead. <laughs> like, that part's great. But it's kind of ruined by, like, people coming in groups to the breakfast table. And then by the time everyone's there, they realize who's not there. So, because, like, it's not like it gets announced who's murdered and then they must leave. It's, you never see that person again because they died in the night, right? So, it's, so wait, what do you want it to be? You want it to be like everybody comes down to breakfast and then the person that was murdered gets like catapulted across the grounds or something. Like. <laughs> I just, I just feel like the dramatic Alan announcement loses some of its, its uh, strength when you've already figured out that bananas is dead. I mean, Alan's announcement is not supposed to be the dramatic moment it's just like i know but he makes every moment <laughs> you want him his, so his, big i love you it want him to announce it. he just gets <laughs> yes. the, the funny one-liner what do you say about bananas he's like breakfast is served and there's not there's one thing we won't be having <laughs> bananas <laughs> yeah. and then he just like takes his portrait off the wall and throws it yeah across the well that's that's the classic he just takes off the ground and casually throws it on the ground and then it gets hung back up later but with an x on it <laughs> yes it's, it's very good yeah okay so what's interesting about breakfast though and this this came up on the podcast i listened to where like one of the one of the players that was watching the trader season and was familiar with it really wanted to know as a faithful how the traders on like the zoom version of the show they were doing were like mm -hmm. in the in the show that we're watching we don't know at breakfast who has been murdered so it's not right. being revealed to us until all the people get to breakfast and then one person's missing. Mm -hmm. But on the podcast, they cut, we got to watch the trader ceremony and the ser and the trader was announced to the audience mm -hmm. prior to the quote unquote breakfast. So, okay. but so the difference in, in it though is that like whoever the traders were considering for banishment are often like the last three or four people that enter breakfast. Oh, because yeah. it makes it more dramatic for the TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. there is some deduction that can be done around like, okay, not only was this person murdered, but these like these were the last two or three people that didn't get murdered but came to breakfast like last. Yeah. And yeah. what like what what kind of person would have been considering those three people? Yeah. Although I think in at least one of I think maybe maybe it was the last one. Or maybe one of them, like, I feel like Poverty was in that last group. Yes. So they do do that, too. And so they did, like, make it a little weird. It's not a perfect system in terms of thinking about as a faithful, but it's, like, some bit of information to think about. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I didn't bother writing down, but, like, you know, if 
it's just something to think about like why why yeah would... yeah i i hadn't considered that that's a yeah that makes yeah a lot like of sense. one of them was like it was like deontay harvard between deontay marcus and someone else janelle or something yeah yeah and janelle yeah. and deontay came in with harvardy harvardy at the end yeah so yeah it it's it's worth thinking. I think it is worth thinking about, but yeah, it's not. You can't go 100 percent into it because mm-hmm. one of the people you're considering could just be the uh, <laughs> the murderer themselves. Yeah, or some random other person that wasn't considered. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, tr- the Trisel Peppermint thing is going to continue. Oh yeah, they. This is nuts. Talk about it at breakfast, and now everybody knows. And it's like Trisel brings it up, like on purpose in this setting to percolate this information like later she's gonna say oh but i only told two people and then two people told more people and you know like like oh i didn't mean for it to get this big but no like she makes a choice in this public setting she knows what she's doing i think part of it is that like they cast big personalities on this show Mm -hmm. and a lot of these people are people that like they want to be the person that like finds the traitor and they want to be Uh, the person that figured it out so some people get really hung up on like they notice one thing that rubbed them like the wrong way and now they're just hyper focused on this one thing yep and i think it's just because they they really want to be the person that like, mm-hmm. nails the traitor and gets like that moment and they have literally the nothing else to go on yeah <laughs> so but i don't know what you like as a faithful where it gets interesting is like Say you have say you have a read on somebody and you're confident about your read. Like mm-hmm. do you bring it up to the entire house like Trishel does, or do you try to like I feel like you have to go to the people that you've identified as other faithfuls and just kind of only communicate with them. Like I would have gone to Janelle and Larsa in like the first day and been like, I think mm-hmm. I think you're both faithfuls. Like Whatever you guys are thinking, I'm voting with you guys, you know, kind of. The... Yeah, yeah. And then if I notice something, like, I would only tell them, like, knowing that there are multiple traders in the room, like, talking to the entire house about who you think a trader is, like, I don't think it's yeah. very productive. No, unless no, you're doing it, unless, unless you're doing it purposefully as, like, a fake out, which is going to come out la- up later mm-hmm. between um Peter and Kevin. Yeah. But that's not what this is. Like, Trishel really thinks, based on this one facial expression that Peppermint made, that she's a traitor, which is, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Dan and Phaedra never tell Parvati that they recruited her. They just Dan even yep. has multiple conversations with Parvati throughout the day that are, like... Just one-on-one. Both of them are traitors, <laughs> and they're both still pretending to be faithful to each other. And they're both like, I just know you are faithful. Like, we can team up and get to the end on this. <laughs> It's kind of unnecessary from Dan's standpoint, but I guess it's like fun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like if I was Dan, I probably just like wouldn't even bother to talk to Parvati all day long. It's like, well, I'll see mm-hmm. you. I'll see you at the turret when we murder somebody. <laughs> what about the second challenge though with the scarecrows? What do you think of this one? Oh <laughs> uh, well, okay. So well, there was actually some interesting information here that you would use as the trader. Because, like, I guess they had given them a questionnaire earlier and they had to answer questions like, of everybody here, whose opinion do you value the most? Who's the most popular? And, like, who needs to speak up more? And they basically have they have two options every time they have to answer one of these questions. And it's a whole complicated thing where they have to carry a whole freaking scarecrow to unlock a box or whatever bullshit. Um, 
but like it gives you a good idea of what who like is potentially influential in the group which yeah. gives you a target or not as a trader yeah so yeah the first question was they're basically in, like teams of three uh they have to run along these paths and answer the questions properly based on basically answer the question properly based on the most popular answer to the question by the players in the yes. in their yeah so the first mm-hmm. scarecrow question is whose opinion do you value most i didn't even write down who the other option was for that one it was larsa or marcus larsa or marcus okay so that's the two people that it's a couple yeah <laughs> yeah okay interesting <laughs> um everybody gets it and right so everybody marcus. picks marcus and yeah that's right but this becomes like a target for the traders for some mm-hmm. reason where they're like, well, if everybody trusts him, then I we should murder him. I don't know if that really makes sense. I, it made sense from Dan's perspective because Marcus was like a little bit suspicious of Dan. Yeah, it really depends on if you think the influential person will ever have a good read on who is actually the yeah. traitor or not. Or if you can get in with them and then like feed them some like info and be like, oh, I think it's this person. And then like, yeah. Sort of- manipulate it that way if they trust you if you can manipulate the person that can manipulate everybody else <laughs> yeah and yeah. then you get to not be super visible as the person who brings up somebody to vote out but you still have that level of control over it yeah they're gonna end up murdering marcus i don't think it's necessarily just because of this question um but this question it's did, also because he's help. there in a couple and yeah there's a yeah. lot of reasons to get rid of marcus yeah the person's very influential like Deontay is in the second banishment ceremony you know you're not murdering Deontay because <laughs> not doing a good job <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh the second question this one blew me away I learned uh-huh. a lot about peppermint here who's who's the most <laughs> who's the most popular player and the options were Deontay or peppermint and everybody was like obviously it's Deontay except for in peppermint's team they were like maybe it's Deontay. You know, they were trying to be polite about it. But Peppermint's like, are you fucking kidding me? Obviously, it's me. I don't know if Peppermint was sure it was her, but she's the kind of person that's not going to say it's not her. Well, that's true. <laughs> but she, yeah, she had a great line where she's like, so, so her team, everybody else just takes Deontay. Mm-hmm. But her team actually takes Peppermint's scarecrow and starts walking with it. But then a couple people are like, you know what? I really think it's Deontay. And then she's like, so we go back and throw me on the ground. <laughs> throw my ass on the ground so we can pick up Deontay's scarecrow. And then everybody gets it wrong because it's actually Peppermint, mm-hmm. who's, yep. who people think is the most popular player. I was blown away by And that. it's weird because it's like all the people, like theoretically, most of these people voted for Peppermint. And yet they yeah. still think it's Deontay. Or maybe it was so, like, very close and evenly split between, like, all the people in the group. Like, because I imagine they all just got to vote for whoever when they took this questionnaire. And then they just took the top two as the potential answers here. Yeah. So maybe it was split so evenly that that's why people were confused about it. Because otherwise, it's everybody already voted for Peppermint and then went, "Mm, it's definitely not Peppermint. Which seems dumb. Yeah, it, it seemed like the dynamic was, like, mostly... The women probably voted for Peppermint and the guys voted for Deontay mm. on the quiz. But I think there's an even amount at this point because they, they had to kill Bananas. Actually, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the starting was. Was it? It could be that there's like 11 women and nine guys and Peppermint won like 11 to nine. But in Peppermint's uh, yeah. group, there might have been like more women. But the men yeah, were I think very, there were. The men were very adamant that it sh- mm-hmm. it's Deontay. 
Yeah, I don't know what I would have done if Peppermint was in my group, but if Peppermint was not in my group, I would have definitely thought it was Deontay. <laughs> <laughs> if Peppermint was in my group, I'd be like, Peppermint, you tell me if you're more popular than Deontay. <laughs> I believe you, Peppermint, no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Peppermint's more famous than Deontay Wilder. Well, popular amongst this group. Or... I guess that's true. It is a small sample size. Or it might even be like who these people perceive to be more popular, which you think would line up with everybody chose Deontay here. I don't know. It's it's weird to think about without the actual data. Yeah, popular also doesn't necessarily equate to famous. Like yeah. po- Peppermint could be more popular because like she's incredibly likable. Yeah. And yeah. she's a big uh, like TV personality. Mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder is like a big name like around the world in terms of any country that pays attention to boxing basically so right but like how frequently do like boxing matches happen like right like maybe the yeah. like frequency with which he is this big name does is not does not overpower a more consistent peppermint on tv situation you know like that that might have something to do with it too yeah i don't know <laughs> i just assume Deontay like is huge famous because like i don't give a shit about boxing and i mm-hmm. i bothered to check out Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Like, it's, it's, okay. like, it's like, oh, like, well, they've hyped this up enough that it seems like it's a big deal. I'll go watch it. But yeah, unfortunately, I've never stumbled across Peppermint before until this TV show, but <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I I mean, I like Peppermint more than Deontay Wilder. I like them both, actually. <laughs> actually, I like them both, but I, I... Yeah, I do like them both on this show. Really yeah. disappointed that we're going to lose Pepper Peppermint here. Um, yeah. All right, who needs to speak up more? Oh, yeah, this was between... Um... Dan or Shree and everybody picks Dan. So like this has been Dan has said a couple times now that his strategy is to just fly under the radar. And this is sort of a beginning of maybe that's not working for him because for the second voting out, people are starting to be real suspicious about him not saying anything. Yeah. And this is the early indicator that this cast is just better at this game than it, than the cast was in season one. This is also an indicator that I could not make it on the show because I would be too quiet and people would vote me out. Well, you just have to go on Big Brother and win that, and then you'll have the rep to get on this show. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah. What's, what's weird to me is, like, I, I haven't watched Dan, but it seems like the players, like, like he's playing with Janelle, right? And Janelle has played with him before so if dan was behaving strangely compared to how like he acted on big brother i feel like janelle would be able to speak to that yeah um so dan's defense for his not speaking up is going to be like oh it's his like personality like it takes him a while to warm up to people um right and maybe that's just how he is and i don't think that we see her talking to it at all like she does not come to his defense or accuse him yeah i don't know maybe maybe like dan and janelle have like something some sort of agreement going on that isn't like Mm. part of the show i'm not sure (laughs) but yeah the fact that people are recognizing that dan's not talking and they're recognizing that if they were a traitor they would probably want to be doing what dan was doing basically (laughs) yeah so people are thinking along the right lines here yeah i like to see it it's an early action compared to season one in terms of picking up on clues here but also what we get is um and i don't know who it was i just it's one of the blonde women um it's is it starts to really hone in on politician guy john oh this is tamra uh, because of the breathing okay and like as they're running because they have to run this whole course um 
she's like, oh no, I can't breathe. Can I have your inhaler? Don't you have an inhaler? And he's like, I don't have an inhaler. And she's like, <laughs> that bitch is a traitor. And I'm like, that's not how inhalers work, I don't think. I don't think you just snag one from someone else. And you could. Also, I don't think that everybody who's ever had breathing problems like has an inhaler on them at all times. And I, she just takes this like logic of like, give me your prescription medication that I know that you need to have if you haven't <laughs> been lying to us. And it is wild to me. Yeah. They're just determined. They're so determined to like find a traitor that they're they're willing to jump these like take these big jumps of conclusion, mm -hmm. basically. It's like it is like a sneaky way to try to catch him in a lie, but again, like I th he's gonna say when he's asked about it again, like I feel like he said it the first time, like he said, like, oh, I had asthma as a child. I don't know why he even said that. I I, I again like he was accused of breathing strangely. I don't know what yeah. I would have done if somebody accused me of breathing strangely right like as soon as they took their their yeah. uh, thing off. Yeah. John chose to say something about having asthma as, a kid as an excuse. It does seem like a dumb excuse yeah. to use in the moment, but also like what would you say if you got accused of breathing weirdly? I'd be like, I don't know, my lungs are weird. Would you go around for the rest of the game and purposefully like breathing loudly so that people know that it's like a normal thing that you do? <laughs> no, because then I feel like it would end up sounding fake or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like I would just be a little like like this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. That I just I a Brit I was breathing a little louder. Sorry, I got a little excited about the exciting thing that was happening. My bad, and yeah. make them just feel ridiculous about it and then never speak about it again yeah i mean i would try to just be like this is not a reason to banish anybody like let's talk about actual <laughs> actions and information that we can go off of mm -hmm. which again would not be me accusing anybody of being a traitor but it would be like i think i like i would be willing to say publicly like i think janelle is a faithful i think larsa larsa is a faithful mm, yeah um, that's that would be my route it, it's probably good if you have like it's probably good to share your list of faithfuls if you once you have like a longer list of faithfuls. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. if you only have like two people, they might just think, well, you could be the traitor and you're saying that the other traitors are, are faithful. <laughs> you think like the other traitors are faithful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I feel bad for Peppermint. Um, I don't really care about John as much, but I. Oh, yeah. You know. It's just so dumb, the whole thing. If Peppermint got accused of breathing heavily, the thing I would have felt bad for her for that. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I should feel bad for John here too. But like, also, people are inherently distrustful of him because he's a politician, and I'm like, but half of you people are from reality shows where you like have to lie and manipulate people, and therefore we should all be suspicious of you too. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. similar thing. It's also just like I have to imagine that like nobody's really vibing with john in general oh yeah yeah I, I i would not think he'd fit in with yeah, yeah they're not hanging out with folks. him and having a good time in the castle <laughs> yeah okay so might as well vote him out they're what? not gonna be too <laughs> upset if they vote him out and he's a faithful yeah like does deontay cry if they vote out john i don't <laughs> think so probably not yeah maybe deontay would <laughs> he's a sensitive guy are they so the end of this was uh, like I mean, this isn't really Fear Factor, but it, like, gets the vibe of the show. Like, they just, at the end of the course is them get to a, a 
a field of creepy scarecrows. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of like ones that you can dig in to look for shields, and then other ones are gold, and they're just like ripping. Like, there's no indication of how deep this might be hidden in. So, like, people are just ripping these scarecrows yeah. apart. Well, it's weird. It's like when they found the gold, it felt like they just like ripped the vest off the scarecrow, and then like the gold mm-hmm. was just like embedded into the like potato the sack. hay or whatever yeah. not even in the hay it was just like embedded into like a pocket in the potato sack oh, but yeah, like when yeah. there wasn't one they you were like ripping sure, so the they're ripping potato it all sack apart. Open. yeah 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 uh, do you like the um the the uh post-production on the show like the, the first time they showed the field of scarecrows they show like all these crows like flying all over the place <laughs> yeah. but when you really look it's like those are definitely not real scrows uh-huh yeah they the crows were not present at the time of filming <laughs> yeah. at first i was a little mindful i was like damn they got all these crows to fly around <laughs> like right as right for a shot and i was like oh wait if i look like yeah these crows are like disappearing behind nothing <laughs> in the background <laughs> and then dad at least here is motivated enough to go for a shield he didn't go for a shield in the first game mm-hmm. but because the answer the question he does go for a shield and he gets one yeah uh, janelle goes for a shield Mul- multiple people go for shields some for whatever reason time ran out and nobody else found i think there were three shields yeah i think there's always been three shields somehow dan was the only one that found one i'm assuming the shields are gonna go down in number as the show goes as there on. are less people that makes sense yeah. yeah when the shields were introduced in season one in like the middle of the season it was only one and they would like split them up into teams and then like the team that won would only get like a chance of getting the shield oh uh, okay so like say like say they had like three teams of three mm-hmm. the team of three that won would like one by one enter a room and like open a box to s- see if they got the shield or not basically like you, would, you basically got a one uh, in three chance of getting the shield. Interesting. Okay. Unless a trader got the shield, the traders wouldn't know who from that team got the shield. So it mm. would kind of protect the entire team because the traders like wouldn't want a chance murder, ah, murdering okay. somebody that it wouldn't work on. Ah, so it's not like they were informed of who had it when they were murdering. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And if they did murder them, it would just like cancel the murder for the night and they didn't want that mm. to happen. So like, even though only one person had the shield, it kind of protected the whole team anyway. Yeah. All right. Have we done a banishment yet? No, no, we haven't. We're about to go to our first banishment. Yes. We've already kind of talked about it. It's going to be Peppermint. Um, yep. Peppermint is going to have another moment where she, like, misspeaks when she's trying to, like, talk out the logic of, like... Yeah, she's like... She tries to say, like, we definitely don't want to vote out an, a faithful person. But she says, we definitely don't want to vote out a traitor. Um, I mean, okay, you know, like, and so everybody's like, girl, you just fucked up. Now yeah. we know you're a traitor. <laughs> and she's like, I just misspoke, okay? It is very easy. And I like, she's right. It's totally easy to like, plus like calling people all faithful is like a weird word to say. Like it, it does not naturally roll off the tongue the same way like saying someone is a traitor does. So like, oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah. But it was... Not a helpful look <laughs> for her yeah. this day. It's like bad enough that if I was a faithful, Peppermint would not have given me an indication that she was a faithful. Mm. And then yeah. the fact that enough people wanted to vote her out, like I'm not gonna put my neck out for Peppermint here. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have any indication that she's is a faithful. And like, if she did actually like misspeak here, 
and like you let her slide through afterwards, you're gonna feel like really dumb <laughs> later. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. It's unfortunate. Like if you really break down what she said, like it really like wouldn't make sense for her to say that as a traitor. Because yeah. like she says like what did she say again? You just said it. It was like It was like we definitely don't want to vote out a traitor. Yeah. But as if like that's something you would say when you were talking to your traitor allies. But also if you were talking mm-hmm. to traitor allies, what you like you don't even have the option to murder a traitor. Unless she was like talking to one of the traitors about banishing like the third traitor. Yeah, yeah. And then she misspoke here and there. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't be confident enough that she wasn't a traitor to defend her here. Yeah. So she's actually she's gonna get seventeen votes out of the twenty. That's so many. That is a lot. And like even at the end of the day, like my new strategy for this is just vote for people out and survive till the end anyway. So like unless I had a bond with peppermint where i thought you know we would she keep would each other safe yeah. yeah yeah then like whatever it's just somebody else who's leaving who's not me sure great yeah but there is, is a like point. interesting moment during this whole thing where like peppermint's like trying to defend herself and says that you know the traders are just gonna go along with this because they're happy that anybody else's name is out there and like pretty much at least the way it's edited immediately after that uh parvati is like pipes up sort of semi in defense of peppermint it's like she hears the words of like oh yeah a traitor would totally go along with this so she's like you're right i should act like i'm not a traitor and like maybe defend her and that'll be a way to cover myself later that is something that came up on the podcast that i listened to where people were talking about okay the people that voted the people that voted it with the majority to like vote out the first to do the first banishment are like mm-hmm. more likely to be traitors. Yeah. Because if you were a traitor, you would most likely just think I should vote with the group in order and to And like, also this is not yourself. a traitor so it's good for me. So yeah. Yeah. And then but then there there's a counter strategy to that where like if you are a traitor and you can tell that like you're not getting banished, just like throw a vote on somebody else, on some random person and just like say I don't think it's the person Mm-hmm. that the majority is voting for like and give some reason yeah which is basically what parvati does in the next elimination yes yeah and she gives like a very dumb reason but hopefully something that won't cause too much of a like a conflict between her and the person she votes for well what felt weird about it to me was that she did not pipe up like and if i were you know a faithful on this at that point if she thought somebody was a traitor for a reason but never said anything about it and then just voted for them i'd be like well that was pointless why wouldn't you bring it up for discussion if you actually yes, thought this i that's a very good point and she also does another sneaky thing where she like everybody's like talking about dan a lot and so she writes a d on her little like you notice that thing she crosses the d out doesn't like wipe it away or erase it and then writes kevin's name to be like look i was thinking about voting for dan and if i was dan i would be like okay i see where this is going you're you're ready to like throw me under the bus i i get it i clock this that's this show's so good there's so much in play when you you notice details like that i actually didn't notice that until my wife pointed and the show didn't like point it out at, at all it was just they they let it pass. Yeah. I wonder if it'll come up. It later might come up. Them. But yeah, she wrote it like you said. She wrote a D, crossed it out, then wrote Kevin. We're not even at the right fucking banishment ceremony right now. But yeah, but it's like I don't know. so many things. Like that one D with a cross through it. 
has so many implications. Like, mm -hmm. Dan might know that she was thinking about voting her. Or is at least trying to signal that she was ready to ready to vote for him to be like, oh, yeah, if, if they all get on thinking he's a traitor, I'm not associated with him. I was ready to vote for yeah, him. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's so good by Parvati there. Like, the only downside is that Dan survives and then, like, holds it against her, I guess. But yeah, we're jumping ahead here. But yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So it was, good. It's too so relevant. Good. All right. Um, yeah, your strategy about this whole, like, treat the game like its survivor and just make an alliance to get to the end is intriguing. Yeah. It, it is something that came, or it wasn't explicitly talked about the way you're saying it, but like there are people that, that definitely felt like they knew who the traders were and they weren't voting them out in the podcast version I was listening to. So I don't know if this has come up uh -huh. in other seasons of the show. I ultimately, I don't know if I'm doing it. If anything, I don't know. Like if anything, I feel like if you knew somebody was a traitor, Mm-hmm. Like, maybe try to convince them to recruit you, like, assuming that it's going to come up eventually. Mm. But I don't know. You have to do it in a way where you, like, hold some sort of... You have to have some sort of leverage over them, right? Where, like... Yeah, I would worry too much that they would be like, oh, you know who we are. Gotta murder you. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I feel like I would just want the moment of getting getting the traitor and then hope that through, <laughs> through whatever process I can become a traitor later because I've knocked out traitors. Yeah, I mean, there is, is value in the potential of, like, the show wants to keep however many traders in the show. So if you knock one out, they're going to refill that spot and maybe it'll be you. I don't know. I, I, I have to see it. I have to, like, see it play out more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the person that you want to keep around, you can't let them know that you're onto them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. There's so many, so many interesting ways to play this show. That's why I like it. I mean, maybe you go to them and you're like... You pulled the Parvati with Dan earlier where she, like she didn't know he was a traitor, but she was like, oh, yeah, I totally know you're a faithful like we should we should be in an alliance or whatever. And you just fake that you don't know that they're the traitor. And then they feel like they can use you to get um, what they want to happen in the, the banishment times. And then therefore you're useful to them and they won't murder you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you act like if you think you know who the traitor is, you go to the traitor, you act like they're faithful, right? Mm -hmm. And then never throw them under the bus publicly. Until it's time to get rid of traitors. Until it's like, yeah, the end game. And hopefully because you've like pledged your loyalty to them, they'll never murder you at night. Yeah. Okay. I like that. You just can't let on that you know that they're a traitor. Yeah. I mean, it sucks if they just murder you anyway. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Which is likely to happen. It, it sucks if, like, you knew it was them and you had the ability to yeah. banish them and you didn't take it because you were, like, trying to metagame. The Play end. the long game, yeah. But also, if you're trying to win the end of the game, it's like... Go big or go home, right? I would say it's not as good TV, but might be a better strategy, is what you're proposing. I mean, wait, do we get confessionals from people who are not traitors? I guess we don't. Because so it'd be mean? great to talk about in a confessional. Wait, of course. To be like, of course we do. Wait, do we get? Did we get confessionals? Yeah, everybody. Confessionals. I don't remember. Everybody. Does. Okay, well then there you go. You talk about it in confessional, and then then it's better TV. I guess you can talk about it in confessional. You're like, I know it's. Them. You're at the mercy. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of at the mercy of like the show leaving that narrative in. Yeah. Even even if it doesn't pan out, like if it did pan out, they're definitely gonna put it in. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't pan out, they could just make it look like you didn't know what you're doing and. <laughs> You got, I guess, you got or or they could be like, 
oh, this betrayal moment. And then, oh, you feel dumb for your... I don't know. There's, there's a possibility they might leave yeah. it, depending on how it plays out. Yeah. But, I mean, again, if that's what you're worried about. I mean, I guess you should always be worried about your edit on the show. But if I'm just trying to win, that's all I'm going to worry about. Definitely good advice would be, like, even if you think 100% you know who the traitor is, if you're not in trouble, you don't necessarily have to make a whole big deal. Like, you don't have to do what Trisel yeah. does and was like, I discovered something and everybody mm -hmm. needs to know about it. Unless you're just trying to be on TV. Like, it, yeah. it does really depend on your... Your goals Which is also here. fair. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth trying to take the moment if you think you have it, but also not a not a good look if you're wrong. So you better be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want the moment if I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make Deontay cry again. Like it's not Deontay's gonna not make himself cry. Deontay makes himself cry. <laughs> yeah. You don't he does. About but yeah, so after they get rid of Peppermint, he's real unhappy about it. Do you like how they not they announced their uh like, oh yeah, yeah. This, this voting is public, one at a time. You have to like, oh, be like that, I voted yeah. for this person for this reason. Well, yeah, I I believe the votes get locked in, so like nobody's changing their votes as yeah. you go around the table. But you like have to take accountability for your vote in a to a certain extent. Like, yeah, everybody. You know, like, there, there's no way to pretend that you didn't vote for whoever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. What what I was talking about? Do you do you like how they reveal? Like so the person that gets banished reveals their identity. Oh, yeah, they go to the circle of truth or the whatever. Circle of truth, and the I was like, yeah, I was like, this reveal is so stressed out, stretched out. Like we already don't know the answer. Like we're watching this. I know she's not a traitor. <laughs> like it did not need to be this dramatic, but I guess for the people in the room, it did. And it was pretty good. <laughs> well, the drama is like the suspense the anticipation of watching their faces when peppermint announces that she's a faithful yeah like that's, that's the, <laughs> they're just teasing that moment a little bit longer some people mm -hmm. like peppermint took a while to say oh it. yeah some people like to milk it or even do fake outs <laughs> at the very end you know yeah yeah have a little drama to it it's, yeah it's fun <laughs> i think i love i love it when they get it wrong and they all have to be like damn it like, they, like people <laughs> they get mad like they get upset mm -hmm. like they, people think they get it and they don't and then they get like all right yeah. now i'm pissed <laughs> i think that's what i think that's what janelle said at one point. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah dan is still getting some heat yeah i think at this talking. point is when when like marcus is talking to people about being um like and quiet people are, are kind of sus and that that dan was real quiet this is a move i don't get that people do a lot on the show mm -hmm. is like here's a thing that indicates to me that somebody is a traitor <laughs> like I'll, let me go talk to the person that i think they're a traitor for this reason and tell them that <laughs> i think they're a traitor yeah i don't really get that <laughs> yeah that was like go to the other people that you think might be faithfuls and be like Hey, if I was a traitor, I wouldn't be talking very much. And Dan's not talking very much. Unless he, like, legitimately does not believe that Dan is a traitor. And he's like, this, you are acting suspicious. Tote it down, my dude. It you know, I'm that, just looking yeah. out for you. It could be that, yeah. But you, like, really have no reason to not think anyone's a traitor. So that's the silly move. Like, if he's not talking, what evidence do you have that he's a faithful? Yeah, probably, exactly. Probably none. So you're just going mm -hmm. off of like oh i like the vibes of this guy so yeah which is so much of what this is that is a big mistake at the beginning. it's a big mistake if you're going off of people that you like <laughs> yep all right 
think we're about the end of episode two. Yeah, Deontay is uh, yeah. having a moment about something in his past where he was accused of something and it wasn't true. Yeah, just couldn't get people to listen to him and like really relates to how Peppermint couldn't get anybody to listen to her. Did he he came to Peppermint's defense a little bit, right? Didn't he? He didn't think Peppermint. I think was. so. Yeah. There was another also, person who came to her Max defense. Max was like oh, I have the Max. votes here. What were the votes? I don't know. I didn't write that down. Uh, MJ voted for John. Max voted for John. And then Peppermint voted for Trichelle. So she she voted for the person that snowballed her mm-hmm. against her. That's fair. Right. Um, so then Deontay voted for Peppermint? Deontay did vote for Peppermint. Maybe that's why he partly okay. felt about I think, like, uh, Cherie may have also fell into that category where she just, she didn't want oh, to vote yeah, for Peppermint. Oh, yeah, she defended but she her a little bit but was. voted for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, episode three. Let's bring it home. Okay, we get... Harvey finds out, gets inducted into Murder Town. They that's a fun moment. Big shock. <laughs> when the traders get to find out who the other traders are, that's a very fun moment. Like the, when they find out in episode one, after like, because like Phaedra and Dan didn't know until like the end of the day of day one. And then mm-hmm. Harvey right. didn't, didn't know. And then if they recruit somebody later this season, and then that person gets to finally find out who the traders are, and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And Parvati seems to, like, legitimately have not thought that either of these two were traitors. Yeah. Especially Phaedra. Phaedra's just... Nobody success, suspects Phaedra at all. Which is, like... I don't know if, like, during, like, roundtable time discussion, like, they're just not showing her talking. But, like, you don't see her talking. The same way we don't see Dan talking and, like, bringing up accusing people. But, like, I guess... She, like, out in the, the when they're roaming in the house or whatever, talks enough, like, as a person that she is not grouped in with this suspectedness of not talking a lot or not bringing up somebody who might be a traitor in the, the like, roundtable discussions. Yeah. Yeah, I think Phaedra is, like, talking enough. Also, I think it helps. I feel like Phaedra just gets along with yeah, people. Yeah, she is, a, like, a great personality for just getting along with folks. People yeah. aren't as motivated to think you're a traitor if they like you. Yeah. Right. Basically. Absolutely. Also, she, she Phaedra seems very likable. Phaedra is very good at like somebody says something a moment, and then she says something that a faithful would say in response to that. Mm. Like, there's yeah. the, when they murder Marcus later, and Larsa's yeah. like, but Larsa hasn't found out yet, and she's like, I'm just gonna save a seat at breakfast uh, just in case Larson comes. And she's like, of course, she's like, of course he's coming. Don't be so negative. And it's like she literally, yeah, yeah. she literally <laughs> just murdered him last night. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah, so Phaedra's not really like taking the reins as the traitor, which again I think isn't isn't necessarily bad. But mm-hmm. she's really she's she's killing it in terms of how she acts around other people yes. as a traitor. And she's killing it like thematically, like she's giving very good confessionals. <laughs> yeah, as, absolutely. Like, pretending to be like an evil person, even though it's like it's just a role in a TV show. Yeah, yeah. She's great. And um, what's the other thing? The other thing is like the only the only thing that's going on with Phaedra that if you were really good, maybe you could pick up on, but you might have to kind of know how Phaedra is, is mm-hmm. like I feel like Phaedra has never looked worried. Really. Oh yeah. Now she does do like the moments, like the moments that you have to put your game face on as a trader is like when who was murdered gets revealed, like the last mm-hmm. pe- group of people comes into breakfast, and then yeah. like when the person announces that they're a faithful after they banish the wrong person, <laughs> like you have to like right, yeah, you have to like put your game face on, and then she does it there, 
but there's like moments where she everybody else is like kind of in their heads thinking and she's like humming to herself while like going up to bed or you know like it's these like little <laughs> things where like you would think if you were really she invested should be in the more game, stressed <laughs> you would be a little more on edge um, yeah. but they but i feel like because of maybe it's because she's a real housewife or i don't know what her background is like they might just think that she's not that invested in the game <laughs> basically <laughs> is what it is yeah and they're just like oh this like phaedra doesn't she's just you know she's just somebody that always has a good time yeah she's not gonna overthink these things when the whole time she's just a traitor <laughs> yeah so i'm definitely rooting for phaedra yeah yeah i like her a lot she's great all right we're doing another murder here right okay we yeah we we, yeah. we said marcus is gonna get murdered plenty of reasons to get rid of marcus uh i think somebody in a couple there. suspective of dan also most people yeah. voted they would listen to him if somebody was there when Marcus confronted Dan about his quietness, it might have been Max. I'm not sure. Mm, but theoretically, right. like somebody could remember that moment and be like, Marcus kind of called you out and then you like you got murdered the next and day. Then he murdered him, yeah. But it also helped I think it what helps Dan is that Marcus was like the answer to the question from the game. Yeah. And that so seems like a much bigger reason to the pick. defense that he could say is like the traders probably just murdered him because he was the answer to that question or something like, you yeah. Know. Plus, you know, his girlfriend's in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Once they murdered Marcus, I thought Janelle was going to get murdered here. I, mm. <laughs> Cause she yeah. didn't have a shield. So I, I, I'm a little, I, I, maybe Dan just can't, can't do that to Janelle. I'd, I'm, I'd be curious <laughs> to see what the Janelle Dan relationship is. Mm, or not yeah, getting yeah. a lot of that. Um, I feel like you have to murder Larsa after Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nobody's going to think that Larsa killed Marcus, so. Mhm. Mm and and she does seem to be like on a like she's like I'm going to I'm going to get a traitor today. Like she's real pissed. Yeah. I mean, if she's bad, I guess if she's like really off the mark, but she she's like not going to be, right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then that also makes it hard to like yeah it is it is interesting yeah <laughs> like the more she's right the less maybe you want to kill her like at it, that point it's harder it's to kill her yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting so then you just got a recruiter if you get a chance i guess oh yeah there you go um what's weird is uh like th now there's three traders i don't mm -hmm. know like if it's like a democracy or if it has to be unanimous decision oh i think it has to be well yeah, I, I would. Guess they, I kind of think uh -huh. it has to be unanimous mm -hmm. who they murder, because like Phaedra is like friends with Sherry, mm -hmm. and like Dan and with what comes up, like Dan and Parvati are gonna like think about killing her, but they were like, oh, but she'll never agree to that, right? Um, so I don't know. I, but yeah. also, you don't want to necessarily like strong arm another traitor when they can just like betray you later. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It, there's, <laughs> it's even if it is, it, yeah, even if it is a democracy, you're, like you're incentivized to not. Like strong arm, piss people off. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So Marcus goes here, and then there's a good moment where uh, instead of taking the portrait of Marcus off the wall and throwing it on the ground, he like gave it. <laughs> Alan like walks across the room and hands the photo, and he's like to to Larsa, and she's he's like, "Here you go, something to remember him by." And then somebody <laughs> somebody says, "Rest in peace." <laughs> yeah. And then like he and then Alan's like, like, "Well." 
that that was a bummer. Let's well, move on or something. That really okay, killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. They really like all hardcore just acted like Marcus actually died in real life. For, like, <laughs> there was like a ten second period of time where everybody was all in on the yeah, yeah. on the murder. <laughs> Acting like as a murder, like even Larsa was like, "Yes, give me mm-hmm. the photo. I need it." <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna get Deontay is gonna start feeling like Mark or Max is a traitor. Max, yeah, has been very weird. Like he he likes to do this move where he walks into a room and then looks to see who's in the room, and then if the person he's looking for isn't in the room, he like jokingly but awkwardly like reverse backwards while everybody looks at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. He's just, I I think he's trying to be funny, but, like, it just looks weird to everybody. Yeah, not going to go well for him. Marx is the one that, uh, like, he's going to tell everybody he thought he thought the whole Trichelle and uh, Peppermint thing was, like, a, a non-issue. Oh, yeah, he does, like, defend her during that, that vote, too. Yeah, he votes, he votes for uh, John instead of Peppermint. Mm, right. I think that is important to note because, like, so, like, Max is going to get banished at the next banishment, right? Right. But why the hell would Max be defending Peppermint if he was a traitor? Yeah. I mean, hmm. Like, the people that were part of the conversation where Max defended Peppermint and then you go, went ahead and voted Peppermint out anyway and Peppermint was a faithful, I that would be a huge indicator for me that Mark is probably a faithful. Because why would yeah, the traitor yeah. be like, if anything, like, if, if, if 17 people are voting for Peppermint. A non-traitor, like yeah. You sticking your neck out for Peppermint is potentially going to make people think that you're protecting her or something. Right. Also, like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, if you're really thinking about it, like, why are traitors protecting traitors at all? Like, that, that's not really a thing. <laughs> not really a thing that needs to happen. But I don't know. I, I feel like Max is almost like a confirmed faithful because Peppermint was a faithful. Yeah. But... I don't think nobody nobody's really friends with Max is basically what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's like so much of this is just like put the right vibes out. Be enjoyable around people. You're going to be a lot safer that way. And Deontay is going to be the person really pushing for Max. Mm -hmm. And it's based on this one conversation again where Deontay and like CT were talking and then Max was in the room and... Deontay just asks Max, like, hey, what are your thoughts about who the traitor might be? And Max, like, doesn't want to really throw out a name. Because it seems like he's the kind of guy who's like, well, if I'm not sure, I'm not going to just throw out a random name. Like, I think he legitimately just doesn't have a beat on anyone. And so he doesn't want to stir up anything with somebody who's not. Yeah. And I, I don't think Max is, like, good here. Like, I think he could explain himself better. Like, it, like the way that mm-hmm. you just explained it, he doesn't say that. Right. He doesn't say, like, well, I don't want to throw out a name. But also just, like, throw out a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, if it was me, I'd be like, I think you guys are faithfuls, I think, you know, and then list all the people you, like, you ju- legitimately think are faithfuls and include the mm-hmm. two people you're talking to in the list. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then you'd be like, well, and then so, like, I really don't know who the traitor is, but I, those are the people I wouldn't want to vote for. You know, like, mm-hmm. give Deontay something. Yeah. Don't just be like, well, I don't know. Like, like it is suspicious what Max is doing, but you can't, yeah, like, people's, act- people's actions are always going to, should be holding more weight than, like, the words. Because, like, I'm not good yeah. at talking. <laughs> like, I, like, I would mess up 
speaking when I was if I was on mm-hmm. the show too. I think people also have like a recency bias too. Like they're gonna forget the thing that happened before because now, oh, he looks weird now. They're not thinking back to like who we actually voted for. They hit like the reset button where it's like, oh my god, we got it wrong. Like we gotta rethink our whole strategy. Now. <laughs> and then it's like you forget. Yeah. yeah, they don't bother thinking about it. Also, I don't know if like Deontay was part of that conversation, but it is actually interesting to go back. Like if because when Mark when Max gets voted out, it's not it's only like ten votes. Yeah, it is a lot more split than there are a bunch of votes. Yeah, it's ten two 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 one one, so there are eight votes not for Max. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if those eight votes are like the people that heard Max defend Peppermint. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I, I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but I like I don't think Deontay knows all the information she's just going off of like his vibes with the guy and that's it yeah basically. and like that's a lot of votes to try and remember who voted for who so like even though there aren't a lot of people who didn't vote for peppermint like i don't know that anybody's out there like committing all this shit to memory i'm not even worried about the votes like there, like there are people that defended peppermint and then still voted for her like i'm, I'm not even mm-hmm. worried about the votes it's just like there was a conversation where the vibe of the room was like it really feels like peppermint's a traitor Mm-hmm. For this reason, this reason, this reason, all those reasons kind of made sense. And Max was yeah. like, nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, that's a weird choice to take when it's very easy just to say, like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm down to vote out Peppermint. Yeah. Or say nothing like he does in this later scene, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think he was asked directly and then he gave like his honest opinion and he was right. But there's no way he does that if he's a traitor. So, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah this this becomes like an emotional vote all right what did you think of this um this grave robbing challenge <laughs> this was fun come on again the, loving the spooky vibes the spooky it's, vibes yeah but then also like it's not just graves they have to dig up and smash in it's also like this prison escape style don't get caught by the the spotlight uh, yeah, yeah. situation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which tag. everyone is so fucking bad at Hilarious. I couldn't tell. Yeah, so like the hero of this challenge is gonna end up being uh Bergy. Bergy, yeah. End up being Bergy because he like is able to figure out the pattern of the lights. Which is just pretty much they go back and forth. Yeah, I mean like so many people so many people like kinda like poo-poo him and then they're like, There's no pattern. What stop wasting time? And then eventually like they realize that he's right. Mm-hmm. It was like a small space and there's two searchlights. Like I, I do think if you weren't following the pattern and you got like too focused on like smashing a grave up, you would get caught by the light. Now the fact that there was a pattern makes it more doable though. I kind of thought it was just kind of like random guys, like deciding when to move the light faster. (laughs) That's what I thought it was. (laughs) And there's also like a lot of people who like try to hide behind something and that doesn't actually like, that does not count for them not getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't be mad at them because like, my brain would also probably be like, oh, well, I hide behind this. I'm in the shadow yeah. of it's this like a video grave. Game. That a video doesn't game, count. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> video game logic. I-, I think these challenges are fun to watch. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Survivor. Like, I enjoy watching the-, the challenges on Survivor. They're not at this, like, era in reality TV. Like, they're not super consequential. Especially on this show, like, the challenges don't matter too much. Now, they can create drama, which is partially the reason What's going to happen here? Yeah. But I-, I mostly view this as, like, who gets the shields yeah and that's all that really matters that's also where the drama comes from this time (laughs) yeah that's true because again it's good like people are realizing like i might as well just go for these shields like this is 
This mm-hmm. is the strategy. So Tamra, Peter, and then Janelle are going to get shields, but there's going to be a uh, conflict between Janelle and Ekin Sue over the yes. last shield. They're going to have like a tug of war over it. And then <laughs> they have two very different stories <laughs> about And I happened. didn't bother like going back and rewatching to see which story felt more real to me. I just... The reality so of the situation know. is even crazier. Okay. Yeah. So they essentially, I don't know like who had it first, but like, I, I don't know who it was, but it was like some guy. It might've been like Kevin. Kevin was like the one. I think one... it was CT who came out and like smashed it. And then no, that immediately was earlier. got. I think that was earlier. Like, so oh. CT like found the hammer and smashed up uh-huh. the shields, but then he got hit by the spotlight and he had to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then later in the challenge, Tamra like saw that that one was open, oh, okay. and Tamra, I believe, got the one that CT broke open. But then I think like in the moment that Janelle and Ekin Sue are like the one they're tugging war, tug of war over, like some guy, I think it might have been Kevin, was like he was the guy with the hammer, like smashing it open. And then mm. I I don't know who it was, like Janelle or Ekin Sue was just like, I need that, and then. Whoever the guy was that was smashing it open, oh, I think like, the didn't guy was even Peter. bother. You think it was Peter? I think the guy was Peter, and he had already picked oh, up he had a, already a shield. One. So that's uh, why he didn't care. That would make sense. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, the, but then Janelle and Ekansu, like both. Now I actually don't know between Janelle and Ekansu. Like Ekansu might have like said the words like "I need that," but then Janelle was like also going for it, and like you know. It's just a, yeah. <laughs> it was just a brute strength that Janelle's going to win that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's funny, like, both their stories are essentially the same story, but, like, the other person was, like, the aggressive one who, like, came in. Yeah. And yeah. Was like, <laughs> and in their own story, they touched it first, of course. You know, in their so. own mind, that shield belonged to them. And oh, yeah, anybody yeah, that course. tried to take it from them was being overly aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go for the shields. Either, I mean, mission accomplished to at least look like you want a shield. You know, mm-hmm. they both succeeded. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny. Like, they both explained the situation like it was no big deal. <laughs> it's no big deal, but you were the one that, like, did this, this, this. And then they're like, wait, I was saying it was no big deal, but you were the one that said, <laughs> you were the one that did it. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is a, the, Peter and Kevin have a great conversation. Um, first of all, okay. Peter, Kevin throws out Janelle as a possible traitor and Peter immediately okay. is like, no, Janelle is a faithful. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Okay. This guy gets it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was like, Janelle's a faithful two seconds after taking the blindfold off when she accused John. Right. So, so Peter's all over this. Right. So he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's identified Janelle as a faithful for sure. And then this came up on the podcast. I don't believe this came up on season one of Traders US, but maybe it has on other seasons. But this idea that the traders won't murder you if they think that you're targeting another faithful. So uh-huh. Peter proposes to Kevin that at the next banishment ceremony that they just vote for each other so that the traders feel like they are targeting each other and not the traders. Which okay. means P- Peter must also think that Kevin is a faithful, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the podcast version that I listened to of this, somebody, a lot of like the podcasters had friendships with each other, mm-hmm. and this one person chose to do this strategy, but didn't really tell their po- their friend that they were going to do it, but thought that like, oh, they'll know what I'm doing, 
So like at the first <laughs> at the first banishment ceremony, they just like wrote down that person's name and gave some like dumb reason why they voted mm-hmm. for them. But unfortunately, the person they voted for ended up being the traitor. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Th- this only really works if you know for sure that they're. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird if you end up doing the strategy with a traitor. But yeah, but uh, th- this idea is pretty smart. This is probably like the only thing you can really do besides getting a shield to like defend yourself against getting murdered mm. at night. But here's the thing about it for me is when they do it, they do it kind of dumb. They just vote for each other. They don't yeah. talk about it ahead of time. So, like, I don't think it's real if I'm a person at this table. Just the same way um, whoever earlier threw out a vote for somebody random and didn't say it, you know? Like, like if you think it's somebody, there's no reason why you shouldn't bring it up at least at this table. If you're going to vote for them, it's pointless to vote for them if you haven't talked about it. Yeah. It's almost like you're just, like, burning your vote because you... yeah don't don't want to make a decision who it is but they tried to make yeah. it seem like they actually are voting each other because they think they're a traitor yeah i just don't think they did enough acting with it to make it believable yeah yeah the time to do it like the best time to do it would have been at the first one where like everybody was voting for peppermint right so you're just yeah. like okay let me everybody's kind of said their thing i'll just throw out there like i see where everybody's talking about with peppermint but I, my vibe just says it's not her, and then mm-hmm. you just, and then you just throw out a name like during the discussion. Like the only weird vibes I have is this random person. Yeah. Hopefully you've talked about that with them earlier. But even if you, even if you didn't, like even if you create fake tension with somebody without them knowing that it's fake, it's still uh-huh. kind of good for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because. At the end of the day, you're just trying to survive to the end. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe that, like, you, you want to, like, pick somebody that, like, won't overreact mm-hmm. to, like, receiving one vote at the banishment ceremony. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, that's, like, the only thing you can do, pretty much. I, I You're right, though. Like, the, the way that, even the way that Parvati kind of did it, it looks the same way, where, like, she, from what we saw, she never mentioned Kevin until right. they voted. Now, maybe she did, and they just That's true. They might have just edited it out. Yeah. What what's interesting to me about the Kevin and Peter thing is that I believe this is the first time that this fake tension strategy has made the edit of the show for the first two seasons. Mm. Okay. I don't know if it's actually never been done or we're just seeing it because like people are going to be sketched out by them or they're mm. going to both maybe make it deep into the game as Yeah. Especially Peter. I find myself rooting for the, the traitors mostly when I watch the show. Uh-huh. But I kind of I'm kind of rooting for Peter now cuz he's shown me some intelligent thoughts basically okay. as a, as a faithful. Yeah, I I don't think I would predict that Kevin was going to make it deep, like just the fact that he seems real unfamiliar with who most of these people are from like a Yeah. a, a reality TV show standpoint feels like he's he doesn't watch these shows, he's maybe not prepared for for what that all is entails. Yeah, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Kevin is like also a good person to just murder because it's like, what are the what are the consequences of murdering Kevin as a yeah <laughs> as a traitor? Like, I feel like no one's gonna. I would be more inclined to kill the people that I think have indicated that they're faithful, and Kevin hasn't really done either. So I guess I would be mm, keeping Kevin yeah. around probably if I was a traitor because there's so many people that I think have identified or made themselves look like faithfuls. 
Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if they didn't uh if they didn't banish Mark at the ceremony, he might have been up for <laughs> up for murder <laughs> the next night. Because it was so it felt like he was almost the confirmed faithful, but then they just banished him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, before they get to the round table, there's a lot of talk about Dan being quiet. That is the like big hubbub about the house for the day. But Parvati finds out about it and tells Dan. So Dan is like prepared going into the round table that mm -hmm. his name is gonna come up. So he has like pre thought of what he's gonna say, which is very helpful, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dan makes like the I'm a shy hard to open up person defense at the banishment. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty good defense. It is not confirmed or denied by anybody who knows him in real life. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It seems believable. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I would definitely have gone along with voting out Dan if I was a faithful. Like, I wouldn't have been against it. Yeah. I would hope that I would have been privy to the knowledge that Max defended Peppermint, and I would have been like, there's no yeah. way this guy, <laughs> there's no way this guy's a tra traitor. Yeah, so it, it feels like Dan gets very lucky here. That yeah, because Deontay, Deontay like starts, Deontay is in, starts the game, in on Max. Yeah, <laughs> Deontay saves Dan here is what it feels like. Yeah, like he even defends him. He's like, you know, people are different. Some people are quiet, whatever. But you know who's suspicious as hell? This Max guy. And like yeah. he has a whole, whole big like. It feels like a speech he rehearsed. You know, yeah. like it's very like, dramatic the yeah. way he does it. Too, yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to like force the like focus on this whole janelle i could sue thing but Mac, the heat Max just comes does. back to him yeah yeah it's a bad deterrent too like i don't know why he didn't go back to the dan thing the whole the janelle yeah. i can sue thing like has nothing to do with the game it's just like they had a tug they're of just war in over a fight a they're angry like, at each other they yeah, say, they yeah. Just have, yeah they're just upset about the shield but everybody equally wants the shield mm -hmm. and if anything it it indicates that they're faithful right so it's like yeah yeah it's a really bad defense yeah i think the move you have to do the, the move i would do in um the banishment ceremony if if my name gets come up if like somebody wants to call me out mm -hmm. i would just start listing the people that i thought were faithfuls and i would include the person that called me out because i'd be like i'm faithful i think you're faithful because if you weren't why would you be calling me out mm-hmm and then I would just try to deflect to whoever, like, like Dan was perfect to deflect to here. I don't know why he didn't, unless he might have just also thought Dan was a faithful and didn't want to. I yeah. Don't I don't know. Everybody should have realized that Max was a faithful, but Max did not do a good job of, like, reminding everyone of the reasons why. Yeah. Even though everybody kind of had it information it's like he didn't really talk about it he probably didn't even realize himself that he made it clear that he was a baseball right <laughs> i don't know yeah but deontay and then sandra also this is such like a wild crossover of like entertainment when like deontay <laughs> wilder and sandra <laughs> ds <Twine> are like <laughs> like working together to convince a group of other reality stars that somebody <laughs> That they need to vote out the yeah. dancing guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, so wild to think about this crossover. But Sandra, like, thinks Max, like, smiled when Peppermint revealed that was she was voted out, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. When it's, like, he didn't even vote for her. Like, if you're going to remember something from that time, the him not voting for her is the important thing. So between Deontay and his personality and then anybody that respects Sandra in terms of mm -hmm. her experience on these shows... I think I think um, Bergie is gonna basically vote with Sandra just because he trusts Sandra, right? In terms of her experience, um, 
between Deontay and Sandra, they are going to basically convince enough people to vote out Max. Yeah, this is where Parvati does her sweet move of writing a D, crossing it out, and then writing Kevin. That is so sneaky, too. It's And it's it's chalk. She could have wiped it off. She could have wiped it. It was a very it, yeah. performative D crossing out. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see if that causes tension. Mm-hmm. Tension between Dan and Parvati. But that's, like, the only downside to it. But it really covers up her tracks in terms of, like, well, I definitely thought about voting out Dan, but I don't know. I just switched yeah. at the last second. Very well thought out. Definitely advanced gameplay from Parvati. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Max gets banished. He's... Yeah, who else got votes here? Uh, uh, Max gets 10. Peter gets 1. Dan gets 2. La- okay, that's the, that's who we should note. Larsa and MJ are the first mm-hmm. faithfuls to correctly vote yeah. for a traitor. And they both put their votes on Dan. Mm-hmm. And MJ has not, not voted with the majority twice. She voted okay, for John okay. the first time. So good on them. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody in season one correctly voted for a traitor this early. Second <laughs> second banishment ceremony? I don't think so. So okay, they're okay. way ahead of the, the game mm-hmm. at this point, even though they didn't get it right. That That's the other strategy that kind of came up on um the podcast I listened to, where like some people were throwing out the idea like, Okay, we have nothing to go off of. We don't know who the traitor is. Like, let's vote out somebody that either, if they are a traitor, it would really suck if they were a traitor. Like, they would be really good at it. Or mm-hmm. let's vote out somebody that, if even if they are a faithful, we just think they would be a really unhelpful faithful. <laughs> either the best person in the game or the worst person in the game. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, kind of where Deontay is right now where it's like <laughs> he's so Deontay's gonna basically cry like this is where he's gonna cry after he's like the one that gets Max banished and then he's wrong yeah he's gonna really feel bad I, I almost think he stepped up to try to like he really wanted to get it right because he didn't want to feel the way he felt when after Pe- Peppermint, Peppermint yeah. went so he thought like he really wanted to find something and be right and then that's why he went like all in on the max but then when he was wrong mm-hmm. he's like even more devastated because it was like actually yeah. his fault this time <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's crying like legit feels so yeah, bad i think he's even like i i just don't know that i could do this anymore like yeah like he real, might quit maybe he's gonna quit the show talk yeah is he gonna quit and that's why they add somebody or is it um i, I don't really i really don't understand how you add somebody into the middle of the game yeah. Like even if you even if you tell everybody like, oh, there's a fifty percent chance they're a traitor, it's like mm-hmm. I would just vote you out. Like that's a higher chance than anybody else in the game. <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. I don't know. You'd have to like make the you have to like make the odds of them becoming a traitor like equivalent to the odds of being a traitor. Yeah. In the game currently. Something like that. So like, maybe it is possible. I don't know. We'll see how they do it. Um, where are we at? Um, that well, it's murder time again, right? Oh, oh, wait, yeah, Sets. yeah, okay, this is so good. Okay, so they don't get to go to their their tower of murder and just pick someone. This is really exciting. They individually get letters that they need to. Um, there is a poison chalice hidden in some books in the library. They have to get that out and then convince somebody to drink out of it because the first faithful who drinks from it before they're all sent off to bed is gonna die. But they do specify that they don't get poisoned right away and fall over. So, you know, you don't get caught right next to them having just handed them a glass. But yeah, so they have to murder someone in plain sight. If we didn't explain the 
the normal murder process. Like the traitors go to this, they call it like a turret, but it's basically just like this room in the castle that they just meet and then they, they talk and then they just sign a piece of paper with the person the name they're, they're going to murder. That piece yeah. of paper gets delivered to the person that's going to be eliminated from the show mm -hmm. overnight and then they just don't show up at breakfast. But this twist is called Murder in Plain Sight, which they did not do this in season one. So I was very excited by this. <laughs> so they basically have to like this. This is basically like um, uh, the Devil's Plan mafia style game where they played where like in order to kill somebody, you had to like do finger guns at them. Yeah. Yeah. But like do it in a way where like nobody would see you doing it. <laughs> but this I is like even a... more elaborate than that. Yeah. I was at a murder mystery party once where I had to do the murder in a similar, like, put this fake poison in a glass. And it is very stressful. It is you had to do this? Hard. Like, you've done this in real life? Okay, you got to give me all the... Well, except, except like, you can't... It, it was a... It wasn't a, I have to get somebody to drink out of this glass. I have to, like, sneak in this, like, fake poison into the right glass. Oh, like, you're dumping, like, uh, extra water into somebody's beverage. Yeah, something. yeah, basically. Oh, that's, yeah. that's easier. It wasn't though, because like the the glasses were like all in front of everybody, and it's just it's just it was so stressful, and I hated every moment of it. It wasn't like a socializing, like everybody's glasses are moving around, or no? Well, it was like we were there for like a dinner party, and like there was supposed to be a final toast, and like the host was getting the 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 glasses for the final toast set up on this side table, and I had to. Like nobody knew what how the murder was gonna happen or yeah, whatever, but yeah, like, yeah. but I had to go over there and like, yes, I am definitely not fiddling with these drinks that are right in front of a large mirror that you know it was. Oh, gotcha. Okay, it was very stressful. <laughs> so the way this breaks down is the way you said, yeah, like there's a secret chalice in like inside the cutout of three books that are actually one book, like Shakespeare mm -hmm. <laughs> books or whatever, and so they have to. During the night, while everybody's like socializing in the normal rooms, like they have to go to the library, get this chalice, and then like pour a drink, any drink, into the chalice and get somebody mm -hmm. to drink out of it. And then that's the person that's going to die that night instead of the normal process. And not only that, like, I know you notice that like everybody has like fancy cups, but they're all different. But like this cup looks like shitty. Like it is like picking the cup in Indiana Jones. Yeah. And like there's all these fancy bejeweled ones and then there's this shitty rusty one. And so like that acts as an extra layer of how you can get anybody to drink out of this bullshit. I don't know. At least all their glasses are like chalice shaped. Mm -hmm. But like some of them are definitely like plastic. Yeah. Or glass or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Where this is like a metal cup. Yeah, I almost, like, wouldn't even care who got murdered at this point. I'd just be like, I'm just, whoever I can get to drink out of this, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what the consequence is. Like, it's just they don't get to do a murder if they don't get somebody to drink out of it, right? It's not like they are punished in any way. I guess so, yeah. Like, I, they made it seem like there was, like, midnight was, like, a time limit, but maybe that's when they... Yeah, because I think that's when they all bed. have to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. I guess they just wouldn't do a murder. I don't know. But that's you no got to do it, though. Yeah, that's no fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the way that breaks down, though, is that basically Phaedra doesn't hang out with Parvati and Dan normally. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not part of the yeah. same circles that usually hang out during the downtime. 
So mm-hmm. it would be like so suspicious. She she acknowledges like it would just be too weird for me to go talk to them all of a sudden. So I'm just gonna let them deal with the whole chalice thing. Yeah. And then Harvard and Den get some time to talk to each other, and she's like, "All right, you find the cup, and then I'll do it." <laughs> so he like finds the <laughs> yeah. books. He like finds the books, and then there's they they do do it. Like they have a shot of like people in the hallway that do have line of sight on them while they're like fiddling with the library yeah. books. But he's kind of like, like she's fiddling with the books and he's sort of like in front of her, like more towards the room to hide her a little. I don't know. It's They pull it off, but it was close. Yeah. The other, the other thing is like, if, if you've only watched like season one of the show, they didn't do this in season one. So you have no yeah. reason to like have your eye out for any like weird activities that would mm-hmm. be like murders in plain sight kind of things. Um, but this is like, yeah, this is really exciting. And then the rest of the episode is just Parvati, like going room to room, like trying to figure out a way to like get somebody to drink out of the shitty chalice. <laughs> it's pretty good. And they, yeah. oh, Dan, this is where Dan and, uh, Parvati talk about, oh, should we like try to get Sherry to drink out of it? Cause like, like Phaedra will never vote to murder. Would never Sherry, agree to her, get like, rid of her if normally. If we yeah. just get her to drink out of this, Phaedra can't can't say no <laughs> you know but then like phaedra was hanging out with her yeah and parvati comes in and is like giving her the stink eye like don't you poison her right like, now phaedra sees the chalice and is like that's definitely the poison chalice <laughs> <laughs> like you better not make my I, it would have been great if like parvati was like about to get sherry to like drink out of it and then like phaedra like pulls the drink out of her hand or something like yeah yeah and I think she could drink out of it without, because it specifically said the first faithful to drink out of it. Oh, really? Would oh, be poisoned. Okay. So I think, like, you know, Phaedra could have even pulled it off. I'd be too scared that the show would just be like, oh, you drink out of it, you're dead. I'd be like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even risking it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then the show ends with her, like, I think she's in the kitchen and she's like, oh, I found my target. Let's go. And I, we don't know who it is or how yeah. it turns out. They edit it like it's going to be Peter. But the thing yeah. is, who wait, who has the shields? Peter has a shield, right? So he can't mm. be murdered even by poison? I don't think so. Like, I don't think... Well, maybe she forgets about that and poisons the person who can't die, and maybe nobody dies. So that might be what happens, actually. Because <laughs> there is a part in the preview where, where Parvati's, like, in confessional being like, there was, they were supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be like later in the game when like yeah. they don't know who has the shield and then they they like happen to choose the person that has it but it could right. be right now like she just forgets that he has the shield exactly and then it just doesn't work i would be really nervous about if there would be a difference in the way this murder gets announced probably not but like like there, you have the worry about getting caught in the moment of trying to get somebody to drink out of this sketchy ass cup but then like if the next day they say something like, oh, somebody was poisoned, then like you have to, I would be extra worried that like somebody caught on to me acting weird. Yeah. In retrospect, it's a difficult spot. If anything, Alan might say like, just so you know, the murder last night happened in plain sight. Like he might say that, but like, not yeah, really just to get them on their edge or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like he might say it happened in front of your eyes, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know. I I almost kind of hope they just let Announce it happen, it like and then this just yeah. becomes like a thing that you might think about if you're on the show in the future. Like yeah. this could be a thing that, like, if you notice don't somebody anybody doing touch a your weird cup. thing, it could be because they're a mm-hmm. 
a, a traitor and they have to do this task for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it would kind of make more sense if, like, they had to do something. If the traitors had to do something, like, during the challenges or something, that oh, would yeah. maybe take away, that would make them, like, look suspicious. But in order to, like, murder somebody that night, they had to, like, do something in a challenge. I don't know. Mm, but Yeah. Yeah. This show's still at a very basic level in terms of the mechanics they do. Like, it's not that complicated in terms of the right. the rules of the show. Um, And they could definitely make it more interesting as it goes. There's a lot of growth that this show can do, and it's already good, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Harvey says, I finally found my target. And then that's the end of episode <laughs> three. And now yeah. we have to wait until Thursday at 9 o'clock. Oh, is that when it's out? Okay. I think it's something like, yeah, something like that. I don't know if it's how many episodes are going to be released. Like, I don't know if it's two. Like, they release three. It could be three episodes a week. I'm not sure. I think it's 12 episodes total, so. Okay. That would be convenient. I paid for a month of Peacock, then I can cancel it after that month. Oh, okay. Could have just used my Peacock, but okay. Did you get ad-free? I didn't even think about it. No, no, I didn't. Okay, neither did I. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Peacock has the uh, WWE pay-per-views as part part of their... uh, network or whatever so yeah i had a free peacock account because we were watching the wwe stuff for the podcast the one time and oh, yeah. i saw you can watch the first season of this for free without actually paying oh for, uh... do it so heads up to everybody who's now intrigued by the show oh yeah come on you watch the first season for free okay season one is so good it's so good i was trying to get sarah to watch it so we could just talk about it for the podcast <laughs> And you, you say that like I refuse to watch it. I, I just put it off until we decided it was time. And That's then we true, decided yeah. to do season two. Go so. watch season one. It's Season one is really good. I I, I will admit it, it is, it's a little bit slow at first. The fact that there's no shields in the beginning. It, it, it's not as good of a start as season two is. But it's all already out. So you can just get through it real yeah, fast you, and you get on the good it. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember. I think I watched that season one. I didn't watch it when it came out. I, I think I watched it like a little bit before or after we watched um, Squid Game. And I was like, we have mm, to talk about okay. Traders season one because we just have to show like what actual good gameplay is compared to, what, <laughs> compared to whatever the hell they were doing on, on, yeah, uh, yeah. on Squid, Squid Game, Game, the challenge. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to finish this, finish the season, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, Let's I'm into it. Yeah. I'm gonna keep watching. <laughs> so, like, whenever we have to watch shows for the podcast, like, I and I end up like having to watch them before my wife and I can watch them together. Mm-hmm. And then, if the show's not good enough, I really don't want to rewatch it. <laughs> Which happened. Yeah. With singles Inferno. <laughs> like, I don't know if my wife's mm-hmm. gonna make it through Singles Inferno because, like, I I really don't want to watch it with her. <laughs> but the show, I will rewatch for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've. Even the details of, like, I, I didn't notice Parvati writing the D and then writing Kevin yeah. afterwards until my <laughs> wife pointed it out. I was like, that is so good. So uh, there's little things you can pick up on yeah, yeah. in conversations, even watching it a second time. So I think it's my second favorite show now. Okay. And I'll have to, if they if they did, like, a an all-new people season, I'll have to see if the format still works. Um, mm. But I think it will. I think it would. All right. Anything else you want to say about Trader Sarah? No, it's pretty good. I liked it. Love Alan Cumming being over dramatic every single time. Yeah, I love so it good. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Next time, we are going to finish up. What's the name of that show? Love Catcher in Bali. Love Catcher in right? Bali. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think from the people that are 
left comments and will continue listening to the podcast after mm-hmm. uh, Singles Inferno. They want to hear Transit Love 3, which is currently going on. I think we checked in. It's like four episodes in, we said, right? Yes. Looks like episodes come out maybe on Sundays for that. But it's 16 episodes long. I'm definitely not looking to go episode by episode on that. And I think it makes more sense to finish up Lovecatcher in Bali before we jump into Transit Love 3. Yeah, and by episode to episode, you mean like we might do an episode about that and then do an episode about something else. And then like we're theoretically going to make it through the season, but you know, but maybe just not all in a straight shot. Yeah, unless people come up with a better idea, we'll probably end up covering all of Transit Love 3, but... Mm-hmm. We might so pace ourselves. Theoretically, a bit. we'll do Love Catcher Bali. Then we might do like the first episode of Trans Love Three might be like us quickly covering like the first six episodes in one podcast just to catch up to live where the show is airing now. And then, mm-hmm. depending, on, I mean, if we get really into it, I'll go episode by episode each week. Yeah, if we get really get into it, if I need a break. <laughs> yeah, from watching yeah. that show we might mix in a week where we do a different show and then when we come back we'll just cover like two or three episodes or whatever we need to catch yeah, back up yeah. so yeah if you want to want us to cover something else keep sending in ideas yeah yeah especially if like anything is starting uh especially if it's somewhere that's easy to watch like netflix you know that's always helpful and then you know more people have access to it it's easier and it's nice to cover things as they go along but yeah. uh i think we're protecting ourselves a little bit from from transit love given how it hurt us in the past and if i see something or you see something we might just you know throw it in there yeah <laughs> in the middle there but yeah it'll be fun i i'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of love catcher bali um yes. so we're going to be covering yes. episodes three through eight which will take us all the way to the finale because we only we already talked about episodes one and two mm-hmm. on the last podcast that was a while ago though sarah can you can you tell me the name of one participant on love catcher bali <laughs> One name. Um, um, uh, um, I'm struggling right now. It's been months. Okay, I've I've cheated no, and brought cheat. up my you list. That's, <laughs> that's not remembering. That's remembering you had a list. Yeah, I was prepared. I have a list. I mean, I'm I took great. notes too. I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> I remember things that happened. I just don't remember everybody's name. But I'll I'll get yeah, it back. Yeah. I'll get it back quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm open to Lovecatcher in Bali. Or just maybe Lovecatcher being my favorite mm. Korean dating show. I have high hopes. See how that works out. I have high <laughs> okay, hopes okay. for this show. All right. What we did watch was a good time. Um, where can people contact us, Sarah? People can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com. Tweet at us at keepwatchingpod. Instagram at us at keepwatchingpod. Leave a comment under this video on YouTube, also at keepwatchingpod. And... If you uh, think we're a traitor and ought to be voted out, uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs> no one's going to think we're a traitor and then they're not going to re- leave a review. Okay. Or if you think we're <laughs> definitely a faithful, go for it. Either way, you do you. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly like being a traitor. Would you want to be a traitor or a faithful on the traitors? Really like the right answer is traitors. And would you rather be a yeah? Would you rather be a love catcher or a money catcher <laughs> on the show Love Catcher? The answer mm-hmm. is you want to be a money catcher. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're making a oh. mistake if you're if mm-hmm. you're not making those choices. I don't know. It depends on what you're there for. 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but also, one's better than the other, I think. In both yeah, cases. I guess. I will def similarly to how I root for the traitors in traitors, I will be looting for the at least where I left off in episode two was like I was rooting for the money catchers. Or like the people the people <laughs> I liked, I wanted them to be You money were catchers. hoping they were money catchers, yeah. And you're gonna be so disappointed if they aren't. <laughs> I uh, I will lose respect for them if they're if they chose to be love catchers. <laughs> well, I brace yourself for disappointment. Because you liked a bunch of people and they can't all be money catchers. Yeah, did we like people like through two episodes on the show? I think we did. I think yeah. we did, yeah. Definitely did. I kinda liked it because of the context of the show, if I remember correctly. Mm. Like I, I'm I'm less invested in like, oh, I wanna see like cute couples out of this because there's this money aspect to it. I I, I do see it right. as like a bit of a game show, not just a, a dating show. Romance show, yeah. And I, I like that. So interesting yeah. all right anything else i think that's it all righty thanks for listening everybody bye bye